listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. conspiracy. Before us, the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us, or you are with the terrorists. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and my staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Podcasting to you from the heart of the heartland where I have a hot brownie and some ice cold raw milk. And I'm excited to talk to my friend Andrew. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Gilkenny. And podcasting under the full moon tonight from Piedmont, Oklahoma. I'm Andrew Hoffman. There you go. Full moon. I didn't I, I did see it actually before the sun went down. I saw the the moon yeah. out, out during the day. Spectacular. It was. It was. Very good. And it was 90 degrees, so yeah. it was beautiful. Well, uh, it's a little later in the week than usual. We usually do it on Tuesday, and then we've been doing Thursday, and then last night didn't even do a Thursday. We're all the way on to Friday. So Yes. Um, so recording on Friday and, you know, asking our our editor to do it over the Easter weekend, so you might not be hearing this until sometime <laughs> next week. <laughs> That's a very good point. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah. So let's uh, let's get right into it. I think uh, you right, so. and I were both sent multiple times by multiple people a video this week. Yes. So watch the water was the was the name of it, and uh, I guess produced by. Stu Peters, Brian Artist documentary, and I'm, you know, sometimes I I feel like everyone's seen stuff already, so I don't, I don't talk about it or or clip it. You do, and I think. So you if, do that too much? We we kind yeah, of have disagreements no, about that a, on the show. It's a little bubble, uh, you know. It's yeah. like, you know, but um, I I will say I, I do think most people have at least seen this. So if you want to see it. It's only holy smokes! What? It's uh, you see the view count on this thing? <laughs> Is it over? It was already approaching two million like two days in. So, uh, yeah. Well, there's it seems there's two videos. Watch the water world premiere from April 11th. It has one million three hundred eighty thousand. 
But then the live Watch the World premiere has 2,494 views. Yeah. So a lot thing. of people have seen. Yes. This and thing. Here's, here's another version of it with under Stu Peters that has a million views. Wow. Yep. In some ways, I, I kind of feel like this is the, well, I don't know. Is this the first alt-platform blockbuster? Yeah, I think that might be right. Because it, it didn't, I don't even think they tried to put it on YouTube. Right. I mean, what, what's the, it would have been gone in, the, in a day. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure people have uploaded it to YouTube, but, I, you know, Stu Peters didn't put it on YouTube. And sure. So, it, I'm probably wrong about that, but um, I mean, there's stuff that's gone viral and then continue to go viral on alternative platforms after being banned by Twitter or YouTube. But this starting there, I mean, it's it's huge. And, you know, as a card carrying cynic, if something is popular, it's like, uh, is it really going to be truthful? (laughs) Sure. So, and this was, this was very interesting. It was worth watching. Um, Should I for, do a you quick know. outline, or we got clips to kind of outline it? Yeah. So let, let me. Um, well, I've I've got one Doctor Artist clip. It's not from the documentary, but we could play it because it kind of outlines his, you know, what is in the documentary, and then I can kind of summarize from there, but. The only dark to artist clip I see is artists on water. Yep. COVID-19 is a poison and you're not breathing it in either. It's not something in the air that you're breathing uh, at all, which is, which is what makes the, there's a question down here by Meredy that says, please confirm masks don't work. No masks are ridiculous because this isn't even a, it's not in the air. It's not aerosolized at all. So you know, you let that go. It, it's not, they're actually poisoning you in the water or in ice. They freeze the water. Water, they freeze, it turns to ice, even in your refrigerators. Uh, they're actually poisoning the water systems, directing, directly targeting communities all around this country and around the world. Uh, they're targeting American uh, Native American reservations, which is the number one highest per capita dying race in America from COVID that no one's talking about. Wow. They are killing them on purpose. Uh, they're actually targeting highly dense Hispanic and black communities. Jewish communities like Zev Zelenko's community. I talked to him about that the other day because <laughs> they don't like Jews. I'm telling you, it's like a big eugenics program. And then uh, they're targeting LBGTQ communities and all those communities all over the place. And I've actually said for about six months that I believed it was they were doing it through the water and we're drinking this poison. And the symptoms it creates mimics and looks like a respiratory infection, but it's not. It has nothing to do with breathing it in. But when you look at the effects of this poison on an x-ray, it looks like the person's got pneumonia. But that's not what's happening. They actually are experiencing what's called alveolar. There's alveoli, or what absorb oxygen in your lungs. It's called alveoli hemorrhaging. And this poison causes that when you ingest it also. So anyway, this is how they're doing it. In fact, this is why, if y'all, y'all need to be ready for this. Uh, and I think this is one of the reasons why they want to take me out is because they know I'm the only one talking about this and a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm not talking about the other stuff yet. I just know I'm working on all of it and putting it together. But uh, they're poisoning you through the water and you're drinking it. Do not drink city water. The CDC right now, if you go to co- cdc.gov and go to their COVID data tracker site on their site, 
It has a tab on the left that's titled Wastewater Surveillance. You got any any thoughts? Well, as a rough outline, <clears throat> excuse me, as a rough outline for this for this video, uh, it's, what, it's 45 minutes, an hour. It's basically a gentleman sits down with Stu Peters. Other than some uh, clips from, what was the name of that show? Uh, Blacklist. It's all just them sitting in a room talking. And uh, he explains his thesis. And his thesis is basically, they have created a synthetic version of Cobra and I think it's Crete uh, snake venom. And this is what's attacking the lungs. This is what's attacking the diaphragm. And this is what's giving people the symptoms of COVID-19, making it look like it's respiratory. Um, I will say, I think he's laid it out a little better when he explains what remdesivir is. Mm-hmm. And a hundred, like, so I have my doubts about different aspects of this documentary. I enjoyed it. I actually watched it twice, uh, as I think you did. Um, mm-hmm. But the one, the most solid evidence within this documentary is when he explains what remdesivir really is. Uh, and it's this you know, synthesized snake venom that attacks internal organs. So anyway, I thought that was succinct. Then it goes to, there is no such thing as COVID. It's not a respiratory virus. It's not a virus at all. It's just this poison that's synthetically being put in the water. And then he goes into like the testing and all this stuff. So I think different levels of believability to me although the right. the thing did feel like it had a pretty it was very the presentation was very believable yes and there's you know there's some zingers in there and they do a nice job of tying you know what's really not the hard evidence but kind of the anecdotal experiential you know god gave me these signs evidence in in quotes more about that later you know i'll talk more about that later yeah so it's it's entertaining. I mean, you know, Stu Peters to me is is very similar to Alex Jones. Hmm. Like he's a hype man. He he's definitely a hype man. I think in general, I want to believe his heart's in the right place. Sure. That he's not like actively deceiving or you know being paid off to deceive people. Uh. You know, I think he's he is trying to figure it out, and he's trying to m- make money while while doing that. <laughs> um, so some stuff that there were some some buzzwords and some connections in this documentary that really you know like hey, I'm on board. Like remdesivir is poison, right? I'm in. Boom. This is I'm I'm hundred percent in. We've been talking about this, and and he to be fair. Brian Artis has been talking about it for a long time too. Right. Yes. Like this was his thing. It was like yep. Remdesivir is is poison. And because he lost his uh his father in law. Yeah, I, I think it was a they gave him a toxic drug too. I don't think it was Remdesivir, but yes. Okay. Yep. But he did lose yep. his father in law to COVID yep. to some questionable circumstances within the uh hospital. Yeah. And and you know, like he said, massive eugenics program. I'm on I'm on board with that. And hospitals, you know, the hospital remdesivir protocol designed to kill people? Yes. Now, whether that whether the remdesivir stuff, the failed Ebola drug remdesivir, you know, whether it's 
actually snake venom because it kind of looks like snake venom, which is kind of his argument. Like you like add water or add stuff to it the same way that you would with snake venom. That's pretty, you know, I guess circumstantial. Uh, it, it, you know, he, he does a good job of pointing out some I mean, similarities in the, in the way that it works with the color. I, yeah. I have, I have some olive oil in my, uh, Right in my cabinet over here that I it was blown away the other day. I got it. I was like, "Wait, is this snake venom?" It's the same color. <laughs> <laughs> it looks, yeah. So this, you know, I I don't really get the. He, he could have done a better job of spelling out that he's like, you know, I don't know what the poison is, but it acts like this, and I know they've been researching it. Like that would sure. have been a more accurate way of describing oh, it rather also- than. I should also point out that whoever directed it, Stu Peters, whoever produced it, they did a great job. Like the producing, the quality of what you're watching, the, the sound, the the visuals, it's all very, very slick, very good. And so it, it's engrossing. But engross, yeah. engrossing does not make, truth does not make, you know what I mean? Yeah. In fact, it's usually, <laughs> boring. usually a bad sign, to yeah. be honest. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, boring uh, New Tang Dynasty Dvorak clips on no agenda, probably more accurate than entertaining Watch the Water documentaries that they they barely talked about. But um, okay, so s- some other connections that I found interesting and that we had, you know, talked about or or what have you. Um. You know, uh, I'm on board for this being a, a spiritual, like, let's try to kill a bunch of people, satanic deception. Yes. You know, all on board with that. Um, the Bing Lu thing, yeah. we talked about that Pittsburgh researcher. The, the problem is he didn't have anything actually connecting that supposed breakthrough on COVID research to snake venom. Right. right, it was just a, a guy who died, and right. it was interesting because I uh, that really messed with me because I remember that. I mean, I think we might have yeah. talked. To, I think we might have talked about that. Yes, on the show. Yeah, when this gentleman passed, like he, someone on the brink of the discoveries of COVID is now, you know, and passed, he's dead. Yeah, he's uh, exactly. He's now passed yeah. away. So, and there was, you know, the arrests around the same time of like people that it may or may not have been sneaking stuff out of Canada to, to China. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of that. You know, the, the Harvard connection. Yes. and What's that guy's said, name? Dang it. <laughs> go ahead. But go ahead. Uh, Ralph Barrick. That's no. a, he, he was the North Carolina one. But, yeah, uh, yeah the, the Harvard guy that got arrested, is that who you're yeah. trying to think of? Yeah. Yes. It's so a, It's a catchy name, too. Yeah. So the idea Charles of, Lieber. Charles Lieber, yeah. Uh, Genentech, you know, we've, you know, we've, he talks about, oh, I haven't heard of them, but they're affiliated with Gilead and what have you. Like, I, we had heard of them. Right. Um, and certainly heard of Gilead and talked about Gilead and Gilead's connection with Fauci and what have you. Well, to be clear, I think he, he kind of understood that everybody knew who Gilead was. Yeah. But the, so that, and, you know, 2011 King Cobra 
study. It's interesting the fact that the Moderna guy is starting this like whole new company. Uh, you know, it's like, dude, how about getting a a product approved before you start another company there, Moderna guy, but starting a a company let me funded. Why. Let me explain why. Because he has a ton of money being given yeah. to him from different people, and yeah. he has to create companies before he can even get to work on the supposed I can deliver this product. And it and, uh, just happens to be choosing, you know, with their miracle mRNA platform uh, to work on treating snake bite, venomous snake bites, because that's a huge problem out there. It's like, it, you know, if you, vaccines make the most sense from, uh, you know, a market perspective because you can give them to people who aren't sick. Yeah. Like, this makes sense. Give it, spending millions and billions of dollars developing anti-venom, mRNA anti-venom stuff. It's, I don't know. That's very suspicious. And, th- and that's brought up by Brian Artis, and I think valid point. Because so the, the number that he gave is about 100,000 snake bites a year, poisonous snake bites. Right. Pe- people die. Which seems high to me. 200,000 people dying of snake bites seems high to you? Well, yeah. yeah. But 100,000 people, but how many of them are close enough to be, you know, like where Moderna's going to be able to get them some drug? Yeah, that's true. Because I'm, I'm yeah. picturing Africa, India. Right, you know, warmer parts of the world with huge climates or huge uh, uh, populations. Yeah, it, I don't know. Still seems high, but um, it, you know, it's kind of a nice round number too. It's like, oh well, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, you know, the idea that this is a bioweapon and that remdesivir, COVID. The vaccines, yes, on board well, with all that. Anybody that read, you know, the real Anthony Fauci, or even saw RFK's interview with James Corbett, knows that's all true. I mean, J- RFK yeah. lays it all out about remdesivir, yep. and how the only people that it really, anyway, he, they they kind of they yeah. kind of gas the numbers, right, to, to make it work. Yeah, and if you if you combine Fauci's death toll from remdesivir with his death toll from AZT, you're pushing a million people. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and I, I think the RFK version of like, here's what happened with the AZT, here's what happened with remdesivir, do you see the pattern there? Like, this is not an accident. Um, was, you know was very effective. So I, I hope people, you know, I want people to see this, but I also don't want them to be able to disprove the snake venom specific part of it and then say, oh, well, that those claims that remdesivir is poison have been debunked because it's not snake venom. You know, that's <laughs> right. Uh, but it was interesting. He, he had an explanation for loss of taste and smell. Which is, you know, that's that's important. Um, he had an explanation for why smokers, why people with a lot of nicotine in their systems, 
not very impacted by COVID. This was and, interesting, right? Because yeah. this was this was a thread that really I forgot to mention that in my rundown. Really, nobody had put together. Adam Curry's been kind of shooting at it in the dark, mm-hmm. you know. There, but and there's been a lot of speculation. Like, hey, does anybody remember? And they were trying to like get everybody, tell everybody that people were dying of vapes, but like. Then there was some sort of uh, statistic that came out that it, the people that smoked had the lowest amount of uh, uh, admissions to the hospital and whatnot. So it really, it really started to beg the question: How does nicotine tie into this? And I'll speak from my own uh, experience. Um, I have very intimate knowledge of uh, Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. Uh, I don't myself have it, but a member of my family does. And uh, one of the things that they still can't figure out and they haven't done any studies on is that people that smoke cigarettes don't get ulcerative colitis. <laughs> like, hmm. There is some sort of, I don't want to gross everybody out, but there's some sort of a, a film that develops in the intestines with nicotine use that doesn't allow for ulcers to grow in the, in the intestines. So anyway, or in the bowels or whatever. So kind of kind of off topic, but I, this is not the first time I've come across this. How about that? Yeah, we... we- I've probably talked about the nicotine thing and the, you know relationship to that is those same receptors that's the idea behind niacin. Ah, right? the, is that it? Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So the the same people pushing the niacin were pushing the um were were talking about it in relationship to the the nicotine thing. And so hmm. Some of them also recommended, you know, like nicotine patches or whatever. So and, uh, you and I have been uh, taking niacin rec- recreationally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty uh, consistently over the last year. Or so yeah, there's <laughs> we're not as famous as uh, spinach bra on the. <laughs> I haven't even heard that. Is that a, is that a thing? Oh, it's a Twitter account. The guy got famous. Posting a picture of himself with like a niacin flush, like on his face. Well, good deal. Very painful looking niacin flush. So anyway, he's like a, you know, he's a supplement guy, but he he posts his experiences with with various ones, and he had an inner. Uh, the one that made him famous was niacin, but anyway. but there was a spinach bra. Well, that no, that was a. Joke. That's just like his Twitter. Name. Ah, got it, got it, got it. Uh, you and I have been taking it. You try to tell me that it was like drugs. I told you it wasn't. Uh, uh, Will of Truth is Stranger Than Fiction had a good laugh about that. But yeah, niacin's weird. You know, my uh, my wife turns very red when she takes it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting. It uh, it's weird how rare it is. But if you ever look at the side of uh, uh, these energy drinks, I, recently I've been looking at them just to see, because I'm looking at the side of everything nowadays to see how much seed oil is in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think there's seed oil in Red Bull, but there is for sure niacin, large portions of niacin in a lot of the energy drinks, which is kind of fascinating too. Oh, so. that's interesting. Yeah. But it is rare. It's rare that uh, in our diets, I think, I mean, where would we even get niacin if we weren't taking the pill? And niacin is vitamin B. 20 or something? Mm, no, it's a version of B3. Oh, B3. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, not to get off topic, but we, you and I have been 
messing around with Niacin for the last year or so because you have, I don't know if you've ever talked about it on the show, but we definitely posted it in the show notes like half a dozen times. Niacin cures COVID, the Niacin uh, melatonin protocol. Right. And so the, the melatonin thing got brought up too. Which is interesting because yeah. uh, it's so, melatonin, I guess, has a good reaction. It overcomes some of the venom reactions. Well, so th- yes. And it's he used it as an explanation for why kids don't get COVID as bad. Which they makes sense. Naturally higher melatonin levels. And even among the people that were that used to be pushing niacin plus melatonin are now kind of they're not pushing the mel- melatonin supplementation uh just because it, you know it, if you take a bunch of melatonin your body can stop making the melatonin it should be making so they're recommending you know you actually get like good amounts of sleep and what have you but uh so you know all that is is interesting and uh so i you know i i'm like oh, i wonder what those what the nice and people think of this so <laughs> i pulled it up our our almost guest there um <laughs> Jenny, and on her, she reposted a blog post from June 18th, 2021. Snake Venom Toxin in the Spike Protein? No kidding. Is the title. So, and I'll just read the the first part of it. Unusual gene insertions within the SARS-CoV-2 viral gene sequence were found that resembled the protein structure and genetic code of a snake venom toxin. That is the bad news. Good news is that an anti-clotting snake venom antitoxin medication was found helpful in the treatment of patients with severe COVID-19. The anti-clotting medication is tyrofiban agrostat. See image, and Dr. Fauci was emailed about the success of the treatment on April 27, 2020. Shocker. It would have been nice of Dr. Fauci to let the, less, the rest of us know the good news last year. And this, <laughs> this was so two years ago now. Uh, and then she has another note. Um, anyway, bashing Fauci. And the post is from Dr. Tao Braun, T A U Braun. And so he's got some stuff. Um, he's got a letter that he sent to the FBI. He's some sort of weird kind of like, you know, all the emergency training stuff that we don't really like because that's how they do, you know, they run drills and whatever. So he's he's all into that. But somehow he, you know, in assessing bioweapons and what have you, he was looking at COVID because everyone was looking at COVID. And so this is June 2021. Let me find the paragraph. Um, Spike protein has numerous fingerprints pointing to a manufactured biological weapon. It can be aerosolized and can easily be deployed as a chemical weapon with devastating short-term and long-term impacts. SARS-2 was rapidly rapidly labeled a respiratory disease. However, my research has revealed the primary destructive mechanism of SARS-2 is the S-protein is an envenomation. Hmm. 
I have revealed and alerted the scientists and medical professionals that I've been collaborating with and I aim to publish my findings within the next two weeks. And, you know, guess, (laughs) uh, spoiler alert, the FBI did not uh, jump right on that. So, you know, interesting. And this guy, uh, actually, he went on Dr. Artis's show and Dr. Artis is like, it, I literally found out about Tau Braun the day before I talked to Stu Peters. So hmm. this was, you know, he's like, I had no idea. And he's like, I was actually on an email chain and there was, because he, he went back in his email and he searched basically for snake venom or, or some keyword or whatever. And he found an email from this guy. So, you know, a reasonable enough explanation for why he didn't like say, Oh, this other guy was doing work on this a year ago. He just didn't know, which is, is fair. And I think he even, even talks about how, you know, they're pointing everybody towards the bat, but it's, there was suspicion that, Oh, you know, Oh sure. It came from animals, but it came from a snake, not a, not a bat or a pangolin. Um, anyway, so manufactured, you know, we're very much on the manufactured bioweapon thing. And I, using the snake explanation, um, to basically he's trying to pull the initial kind of like, maybe it jumped from snakes or it jumped from bats to snakes to humans when they eat it, when they ate a snake. Um, you know, it's not a great explanation because I think everybody agrees at this point, this thing was made in a lab, like whatever it is, virus, poison, what have you made in a lab, not a naturally occurring deal. Is that fair? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this was, you know, I've, I've got mixed opinions on it and here's the thing. They are poisoning the water. They've been poisoning the water for years and years and years. And yes, they've been targeting minority areas with extra hydrofluorosilicic acid, with extra extra fluoride, you know. So telling people to watch the water is it may, may not be accurate as far as COVID goes. It's not the worst advice in the world. Maybe, you know, find a good water filter would be better advice, but, um, you know, it seems kind of easy to, to debunk his explanation for it. Doesn't really make sense. He says, they say it's in the water supply because they're testing, they're doing, you know, PCR testing of wastewater and they say they've, they found it. Well, that's, you know, the wastewater is not in the same place that water treatment for drinking water is. So you just cause the CDC has a presence in, Testing wastewater doesn't mean that they have access to poison, you know, poison the water supply. So it doesn't mean they're not doing it, but there's that's not evidence of it, I guess. Fair enough. So I, I, I didn't understand the, you know, why he it was any it was he, when, when he talked about it with yes when he, when he talked about it with um. Mike Adams, 
he did, he did say, you know, like, uh, that's what I think, but it's just a hypothesis. And, you know, I kind of wish Stu Peters hadn't run with that as like the main thing, like watch the water. Now, I, on Stu Peters' behalf, I'll, I'll say genius title. Oh, yeah. Good alliteration. And what are you going to do? Uh, you know, is, are you going to block out anything with watch? Are you going to block out anything with water in it? You know, I guess you could do the whole phrase, but, um, and, and you've got something on that, <laughs> that title too. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Okay. All right. But, uh, as the day after that whole thing, um, Stu Peters had another another doctor who's had on a bunch of times, Ariana Love, and I don't think I agree with her about everything, uh, but what she talked about in this regard was interesting. Um, and actually, before I go on to that, so he, the doctor that he was referring to that told that sent him the text about, like, if you were bitten by a snake, would you take anti-venom right you know that was this you know put him down the rabbit hole that was richard bartlett so that was that was the doctor and you know i i don't think you he wasn't richard bartlett's not saying this about covid so i don't i don't know it was kind of an interesting like oh this text message and then this sent me on this whole rabbit hole and and what have you so he he becomes convinced that uh, monoclonal antibodies are a good thing, right? Right. Basically, just because of Richard Bartlett's letter about it, and this, you know, we've never really, I guess, dug really far into him. But I'm I've always been pretty skeptical, like. Monoclonal antibodies to me seem like a repackaging of the same, like bogus take blood out of someone who has been sick and put it, you know, pump it into people with back at, that they did back in 1918 or they've done for a hundred years and it's never worked. It's just a, a fancier version of that. So I'm I'm not really? convinced on on that one monoclonal though, you, antibodies. Sure, on, on that one you're alone though. Everybody. Everybody loves monoclonal antibodies, and you got to give them credit. I mean, the CDC phased it out on January 21 as soon as Paxlovir was available, the new Pfizer drug. So that doesn't right. leads me to believe that maybe monoclonal antibodies aren't good. It's kind of like the thesis of the show is whatever the CDC tells you to do, do the opposite. <laughs> yeah. That's generally you, the, the thesis of this Watch the Water show. They say it like at least yeah. twice. So. But they did give monoclonal antibodies emergency use authorization oh, okay that's, and that's you know it's i think it was more of a rival factions deal like mm. you got the desantis crew making money off of monoclonal antibodies and horning in on pfizer's gravy train so they they put a stop to it but um let's uh well let's skip to the Unless you got something you want to say first, um, I want to play the Ariana Love clip 
let's skip to the one. Now let's let's play what she says about monoclonal antibodies. So, give me a second. I'm off of Rush. Oh, oh, and and for for context, she's uh, she's all on board with the snake venom thing. So that's so this is not someone coming on Stu Peters to debunk the whole watch the water thing. You know, he's it's not going to do that. But it's interesting that she <laughs> she does take a strong stance against monoclonal antibodies. It's interesting. Monoclonal antibodies, they're yeah. very bad. They were funded and developed by DARPA and Bill and Gates, um, Bill Gates. The patent says it's mRNA, a vaccine, and contains HIV-1. So it's coding cells. It's the nanotechnology. Um, there's no clinical safety trials on it. It was proven unsafe in Fauci's NIH study that Brian Artis shared with you. It was only approved under the emergency use authorization, just like the COVID shots. It destroys your killer cells. By cytotoxicity, I mean gone. It'd be like the last nail in the coffin for a vaccinated person who's losing 5% of their immune system each week. So basically, I even found a Thermo Fisher monoclonal antibody that contains, guess what? Snake venom. And the reason why people get better temporarily with the monoclonal antibodies, some, is, you know, to fool the doctors, is because it contains hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine in some of the embodiments. And, but once, once that effect wears off, the immune system is destroyed. Hmm. So, you know, just be aware that there's, there's other takes on monoclonal antibodies. It's the uh, old uh, chemotherapy approach. Don't worry, yeah. it'll, it'll kill the cancer. It'll kill the cancer first before it kills you, maybe. Perhaps. Yeah. So let's let's go through the other ones. They're, um, they're not especially long, I don't think. Uh, Ariana Love with Stu Peters' snake venom. It is in the food. The Food and, and, and Agriculture Organization of the U.S. approved the use of snake venom in food last year. And they're combining snake venom and streptomyces bacteria. Sorry, that was the wrong clip. That was the, the, the wrong clip, but uh, for the record, I could not independently verify that claim. Okay, fair enough. So I, I attempted to. So, you know, but hey, the FDA doesn't, doesn't set limits on how much, uh, you know, ha- how much heavy metals you can throw into organic applesauce. So, or baby uh, food. Baby food, so yeah, yeah, organic baby food of various types. So this is—it's not the toughest thing in the world to believe. And yeah. then, but uh, yeah, go ahead and play the other other clip. Absolutely, it's irrefutable proof. We have patents, receipts, everything. Yeah, snake venom—that's what they're using. So COVID nineteen was never a virus at all. It has always been snake venom. COVID is the venom. Remdesivir is the venom. The injections are more venom. This is just the constant repeated envenomation of the global population. Poison. We're being poisoned worldwide. Hmm. It's, you know, if, <laughs> I'm not necessarily with her on the snake venom part, but I'm with her on the we're being poisoned thing. Sure. 
Yeah. So, you know, maybe, maybe there is some stuff. So I did get a chance to talk to Will of Truth is Stranger Than Fiction a bit. Yeah. And one of the things that we talked about was it's very kind of very simple look. If you and I, Andrew, sat down and decided, okay, you know, we weren't who we are. We're just defense contractors or something. And we're like, okay, <laughs> we need to make some sort of biological poison to poison people. And who, who knows what our purpose is? Um, that's not important. I don't think these guys ever think about that. But we go ahead and do it. You and me brainstorming in an afternoon over some, you know, sandwiches and chips could come up with, hey, by the way, what's the most deadly animal on earth? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, 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 like, it's not that hard. Like, you know, you, you, you'd be like, uh, or maybe I'd say scorpion. Scorpion's dangerous. You're like, yeah, there's just a little bit of poison in the prick. What else is there? Oh, there's a cobra. They're like, I think, I'm not even 100% sure. I think cobras even spit, but I don't think it's necessarily the venom. But they're super poison and everybody knows it. Like, my five-year-old son knows what a cobra snake is. Like, it's the most poisonous. Because everybody knows that. It's just like common knowledge. Because, you know, a long time ago, that was some super important information. If you ever came across a snake right. that looks like this, no. get the heck out of there. But it's it's like, it's so simple, it's somewhat believable. Like, if you and I were trying to create something, we're like, hey, why not just make a synthetic version of these, you know, peptides or whatever, the way, you know, the, to get into the body and act the same way as this venom does. It's yeah, it's wildly believable. Well, and, you know, my basic thesis is that, you know, it's not the viruses don't make you sick. Therefore, what are they doing? They're, they can poison people. So you know? just, just for everybody out there who's new to the show, Andrew believes the earth is flat, viruses <laughs> aren't real, and outer space is a scam. So just want to sum up space his belief. Space is fake, Tim. Space yeah. is fake. Space is fake. I believe in biblical cosmology. Biblical cosmology. Yes. Uh, but viruses not being real is what we're honing in on here. Yeah. Which is uh, an interesting one. Hard pill to swallow, for sure. Terrain versus germ well, theory, yeah? So, and, and it's... Viruses aren't real should probably be phrased differently as viruses are really exosomes. Right. So, and that's, you know, the official story is there's viruses and there's exosomes and we can't really tell the difference, but we know that viruses do one thing and exosomes do another. Have you found anything by Sherry Tenpenny uh, in response to this? Because that is one of the first people I thought of that I'd like to hear her thoughts on it. Because she was the one who was calling out exosomes, attacking the vagus nerve, and that there's something really strange going on with the vaccine. And I, I just, yeah, I would love to hear what her thoughts are on this, this theory. Well, I mean, there's, you know, it's a, I, I have not to answer your question directly. I, I would like to hear what she has to say as well. Uh, you know, she's would certainly be probably open to alternative hypotheses there. Sure. But. And that's why that's why that's why her opinion would be valuable in this because she would be open open to it, but maybe yeah. have maybe you know something that we don't. Yeah. So maybe just maybe. uh before we get too far off the the snake thing is kind of, you know, like you're talking about, we're, we're coming up with something uh, poison. Snake, snake venom. What's the okay. most poisonous thing in the world? Oh, there's snakes. Yeah. yeah. So, 
and it's very archetypal. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, you know, it came from China. China has the the year of the snake, right? I'm like, oh, it was that's weird. That's weird, Andrew. That's weird. You and I both looked that up. That's okay, weird. that's weird. So I've, <laughs> in, interestingly enough, we are we are not in the year of the snake. Twenty twenty was it. not the year of the snake. But uh, interesting the side note: two thousand one was the year of the snake. Mm. Um, important year, sure. But the next year of the snake is what year, Tim? Was it? I can't. I can't remember. It's either twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty five. Oh, okay. Shoot. And so I thought twenty twenty five. That I feel like that is. Was that in the spars exercise? And oh, sure I'm, enough, it was. Spars my, pandemic 2025 to 2028. Homie, so, I, I have spars on my desktop right now. Where's the yeah. page? This is the, that's the number? That's the, that's the date? Yep. Yep. You're it's kidding. A, from hhs.gov, the, the spars pandemic 2025 to 2028, a that, futuristic scenario. A possible future in 2025, the echo chamber. That's literally on my desktop. I got it open now. Yeah. Wow. So, so I, we, you know, various people have talked about this. Uh, you know, James Corbett, chief among them, have, has talked about this whole COVID thing feeling rushed, right? Mm-hmm. Like that. You know, it's like they weren't really ready, but they got to go for it. So they're just doing everything at once, kind of deal, instead of just incrementally easing us into tyranny. And. I don't even necessarily think it was really supposed to happen in 2025, but I think, you know, I don't know, either at a spiritual level or a a high up planner, like wink, wink, nod, nod level. It's interesting that 2025 is the year chosen for spars and year of the snake. So Mm. if we're, Mm. if we're putting any stock in this, the venom hypothesis. So sure. Sure. So I, I thought that was was interesting, but uh, a couple Twi- Twin Cities third death in a week due to unknown illness in the Twin Cities. First Baptist Church of St. Paul, Minnesota, three deaths reported. That's weird. Oh, That's of it. course, it was the churches. Yeah, yeah. Two of the church members have recently returned from a missionary trip to the Philippines, where they provided relief to victims of floods. Third was a mother of a church member who traveled to the Philippines with the church. Based on patients reported symptoms, healthcare providers initially guessed that they had died from seasonal influenza, which health officials predicted would particularly violent and widespread this fall. Good predictions. However, laboratory tests were negative for influenza, unable to identify the cause. Agent officials of the Minnesota Department of Health's public laboratories sent specimens to. The CDC, where only good things can happen. <laughs> yeah. They got fake tweets in here, too, from the CDC. Holiday travel plans? Hashtag stop spars by washing your hands and avoiding public places if you feel sick. Uh, Do you see the subtitle of this thing? I'm sure you did at one point. I'll just remind everyone. The unbridled global access to information coupled with social fragmentation and self-affirming worldviews. <laughs> In other words, people believe podcasters instead of us. Idiots listen to <laughs> Tim and Andrew instead of the CDC. So they Christians, they go to Baptist their, churches. 
So to to kind of tie this tie this together here, a couple episodes ago we did the seed oil focused episode yes. with the the hypothesis that that really is like the poison, right? So I I looked up the the niacin guy, the niacin cures COVID guy, and he's kind of moved on a little bit. He's still still pushing the niacin. Uh, really not happy with uh, Brian Artis, you know. So he's I don't know. It's everyone else's ideas are bad except for his. He's that sort of. I'm, I'm sure you're unfamiliar with that sort of person on the internet, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else is an idiot. Or a shill, except for them, and yeah. So, but he he posted some interesting. Do you know that James Corbett was a, a fake person funded by the DoD, actually in an apartment in Arizona? I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> was that? Uh, I did not know that. Wow, that was, he is playing the long con. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Shout out to my friend James. <laughs> that was a dark time about 10 years ago. That was a weird debunking. All from someplace in Arizona. Links and, and show notes. Too detailed. Too detailed. You yeah. must you must be a government shill. <laughs> so yeah, too. <laughs> he sources his work too well. Too well. He's he's too good at writing, too good at talking. It can't be real. It's got to be a whole team of people there. He plays music. I mean, he's a man of all things. Yeah. So, seed oil is uh, unsaturated fat, right? Unsaturated fat source. And what we've been told, mainstream... Saturated fat is bad. Is that saturated fats are bad. Mm -hmm. Unsaturated fats, like vegetable oil, are good. So they did a, this is from nature.com, uh, low HDL and high triglycerides predict COVID-19 severity. And guess what they found? What? That the unsaturated fats, <clears throat> seed oil, much worse COVID outcomes. And strangely... I'm a, I'm a so surprisingly, saturated fat was actually protective. Mm. So I, I wonder. I feel like we could explain some of the countries that have had horrible COVID in quotes. Uh, I feel like there's a high correlation with lots of seed oil. So it could explain why in some parts of Africa, COVID not an issue. Yeah. Uh, since the seed oil episode, I want you to know that my uh, dinner plates are looking more and more ridiculous. <laughs> Large piles of meat. Nice. <laughs> Many farm fresh eggs. Lots of raw milk. <laughs> so Eating like a farmer. There you uh, go. Trying to lean in. Lean, lean yeah. in. That's what uh, Sheryl Sandberg taught me. <laughs> When in, yeah. or, or was it uh, <laughs> uh, Michael Scott? When in Rome, but he used it incorrectly. So, <laughs> yes. So I anyway, just a, a side note. I, the real poison in my book is is still seed oil rather than snake venom. But there could be some snake venom 
element to it. And the water is poisonous, but I would tend to think that poison is fluoride and chlorine and, you know, other stuff as opposed to um, they're finding a way to get some sort of synthetic snake venom in there. But I, I could be wrong. I feel bad because I don't have the clip ready to go here. I'm trying to scramble and put one together. But uh, we've been talking about this for over six to eight months, maybe a year, with the uh, old school Jack Nicholson, uh, Michael Keaton, Batman from the late 80s, where he sold or Joker in, uh, he poisoned a bunch of, pro- of beauty products and different products that people buy. And not one of them will kill you, but if you put them all together, it's a poison concoction that'll kill you. And I think more and more, that was a prescient moment in filmmaking, whether, you know, past predicts the future or, you know, that's chicken or the egg argument. But those are, I think, I think that's where we are, right? I think all mm-hmm. this stuff, yep. you take in a certain amount of all this stuff and it all reacts with each other. And, you know, everybody is different. Everybody reacts to things differently. But I think the main part about everybody being different is everybody ingests different things. Everybody works out a different amount of time, you know. And when you ingest different things, it's hard to... Well, we have no idea what cures cancer. I mean, we have some ideas, but there's some pretty good ideas. There's, I mean, if I wanted to cause cancer, I could come up with some pretty good ways to, to do it. But, <laughs> but yeah. But they can constantly tell us, oh, there's no way to, to know. You just It's just impossible to know. We just can't figure. It's just a big mystery, even though billions and billions of dollars go together to, uh, to fund it. So anyway. Yeah. In- interesting, there is no skin cancer before we started consuming large amounts of seed oils. That's that one messed strange, me up. strange, but it's the sun's fault. Yeah. 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 That one messed me up, my friend. That one messed me up because I'm a redhead, man. I got, I've been getting them sunburns for a very long time, but I've been eating well, seed oil for a very long time too. Yeah, well, you should do a little experimentation after you, you know, are are seed oil clean for a while. See if there's if you're less sensitive to the sun. Yeah, that's a not a bad idea, my friend. So I guess I'll get to my thing now about this, this, uh, watch the water, but immediately I saw on liberal Twitter, liberal media everywhere. They start calling this watch the water, a QAnon film, the new QAnon conspiracy film. And they go back and sure enough, there's actual people. There are people on the internet. I hate to tell you this, probably listen to the show, some of them, but they go and they talk about that we're going to be saved, that somebody's going to save us. And it's a Q drop. But sure enough, in this case, it actually was a Q drop. <laughs> so I don't know if uh, Stu Peters is in on this, but watch the water. Maybe it's just a common phrase. The uh, first post I can find, uh, Q drop, where he says, watch the water was, it looks like March 6th, 2018. Makes a simple drop. Watch the water, Q. So was the picture of like the Asian summit connected to that or just it was the next one? That was the next one. So it was the one before it. Okay. It was a threaded post. So it looks kind of like a, yeah, yeah. It looks like a, it looks like a thread, but it was the same day and it says just watch the water. So strange, strange. And which, 
anyone at that point would have thought he's talking about, you know, like, watch the water. They're going to get taken to Gitmo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a valid point. We're gonna, that's a good point. Watch the water. They're going to be, that's how they're going to transport Hillary to Gitmo. <laughs> yeah. Gitmo plays a very big role in all this. Um, but I wanted to say something about all that. My Christian brothers and sisters, they are coming for you. And they are going to use QAnon as they are going to build QAnon up. I was thinking about this today. And I think that the it's the perfect, it already makes people mad, just the the, the, the mention of it. Not, not to mention you and I sometimes. <laughs> but uh, this, everyone that I've seen fall deep into the Q thing has at least kind of a pseudo-Christian background. I, I think this is specifically engineered to come for the Christians. And it's a brilliant plan, right? Like, because... I'm I'm sympathetic to the QAnon people. Uh, I almost became one in the you know thinking Trump was going to win the election after it was stolen, uh, but I'm sympathetic because they took PizzaGate and they blew it up and said it definitely is real. But there's people that are going to save us, you know, and so mm. it's like a hopeful thing, right? But they put, took something that was very real and then swept it under the rug by just making only the QAnon people. And of course, the QAnon people are all well-meaning American Christian people. As a right. whole, and I think that's that's what that's 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 the purpose of QAnon. It's to rope in American Christians, and so that they can. Oh, this church, you know, they believed in the whole snake venom theory. The you know QAnon, <laughs> yeah. the Hillary's killing, sacrificing babies, and every you know COVID's not real, and, they, and it's all snake venom theory. So you know, Jesus is not that bad, but like these snake venom people are pretty terrible. So we got to do something about this. This, I think, could be the future in a lot of ways for us. So just keep an eye on that. I really have a, well, a, a bad feeling about all Christians being QAnon people because they're the ones naturally that that kind of drift towards it because they you, they want some sort of hope. They're aware of the darkness in the world and they're thinking there has to be some other worldly hope that we can count on. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's not. <laughs> it's just you and God. It's so. <laughs> It's your people, your friends, your family, the individuals, all the people around you that you can influence for good. You guys can all do great things. And especially if you're praying and in touch with God and he's leading you to do things and, you know, associating with your neighbors and getting to know your friends and family better and and making a plan, having a bug out bag and doing these things. These are all important things, very good things to do. But sitting back, getting your popcorn and waiting for the show and ain't it. You know, no, keep eating, keep keep eating seed oils. Not Trump. It's not a politician. Yeah. It's not you know. And to connect to that, I feel like they're. Um, and I haven't listened to the the new Mo facts on the subject, uh, but they're did, really bringing PizzaGate back. They are, and I did listen to that. Uh, I, I'm, excuse me, I'm halfway through it. He made some compelling points, and basically, if those who don't know, MoFax is a is a podcast that Adam Curry does uh, with a gentleman named Mo, who is a black man from Virginia. And ten, you know, both you and I, I think he calls himself a Christian, right? So it's oh, yeah. not it's not yeah, just you and I, but openly can, Christian. You can tell by some of the stuff he says, very strong Christian. But he talked about that the he thinks the Democrat Party just fell into a trap, and a big trap. And that the Republicans wanted during that confirmation hearing to get as many sound bites as they could 
to run over and over again in the midterms because they're going to call the Democrat Party the pizza party. These are the child molesters. Well, and the, yeah, you got all the Disney stuff coming out with yep. Disney arrests. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a video. I wasn't really planning on playing it on the show, but Greg Reese did a report where he goes through all the Disney employees ar- arrested. I mean, it's crazy. But uh, I saw that video. That's a good video. Yeah, it's a it's a good video. People should should check that out. But uh, you kind of need to see, see it. it. So yeah. So. Well, and the Katanji Brown well, Jackson thing ties right to it. Yes, she's the. Yeah, I mean, she's, she she's she's the judge who locked locked the guy up and threw away the key. Who, you know, they always describe it as like went in with a gun and discharged a gun, like he was shooting at people. Like, no, he's trying to shoot a lock off of a door. It's pretty stupid. He almost shot himself, but he wasn't shooting at anyone. And. You know, it's like, oh, see, it's crazy. that's why Pizzagate's so dangerous. And she locks him up if there is a way of the key. She gives pedophiles a slap on the wrist. And then, and her husband, too. I mean, just as East Coast elite, elite as it gets. Uh, big trouble, that, <laughs> that person. But along with the the... Save the children stuff, which I'm, you know, I'm all for. They're going to tie the Ukraine Nazi stuff back to Christians too. Yeah, and they, that's why the that's why Fox is on the side of, besides being on the side of war in general, uh, that's why they're pushing the Ukraine thing. They want as many people, and especially Christians on board as they can and they they've already started to turn it. There um there was the the quote chemical weapons attack that Ukraine blamed on Russia. I mean, how stupid how stupid are we as a country? No, as this blatantly, is the, it's the same stuff. Well, but here's the thing. Mainstream media did not run with it. They the, said like, "Oh, it's unproven. We need to do more research." Like since when that's not how they treat it. No. They just say government says therefore so it's it's a setup and they're they're going to tie any support of Ukraine back to neo-Nazis. They're going to turn on Zelensky. They're gonna, and they're going to try to still blame it on Putin, you know, at the same this is time. A stretch. This is a stretch for me, Andrew. I don't see this. But do you think so? Full deep because right this here's here's another thing. This has to go a while. Ukraine, I think, has the power to make most of the European Union, at least the Eastern Bloc, kind of fall apart. Especially if the mess leaks out, I think they have the power to destabilize Russia somewhat. But that stuff's going to take time. This is well, not going to be. A they've quick, already got millions of people from Ukraine going everywhere, including the U.S. Yeah, and you know, it's just a, the ones. The one's name. We'll get the Nazis. That's yeah. my prediction. The ones get, named Hani, who are coming from India. Yeah, we, we don't get the women and children. We get the, you know, the guy that looks like he's thirty and is thirty, but says he's seventy, uh, a minor. You know, <laughs> I'm an orphan. So, <laughs> diversity is a strength. There's a, a group. Oh, I can't remember the name of the group in California. Suspiciously enough. Neo-Nazi group just allowed to to operate and that's connected with the Azov battalion. 
I mean, yeah. So it's all the I did a Substack on it with, and then the, if you click through to the Whitney Web and Last American Vagabond stuff, they've done a lot more detailed stuff on it. But sure. So this is, but <laughs> yeah, being anti-pedophile is somehow being intolerant now. So and yeah, but they're set. I think that was then. That's Mo Mo's whole thesis was. They're doing a. They're setting. They're setting up the Republican or setting up the Democrats right now. The Republicans yeah. are. Oh, well, I. I definitely think. I mean, if they think that's a winning strategy, that there's more, <laughs> you know, normie people out there on the side of the. I can't tell if someone's a woman because they're. I'm not a biology yeah. major. No, it's. It's crazy. I mean, it's like, but it, it's designed. We'll go back to your anonymous forum post. It's designed to make you mad. Because, yeah. yes, everyone can see it. Yes, everyone agrees with, you know, the man is a man, woman is a woman. But it, it doesn't matter because the the system is going to keep pushing this. And it part of the point is to make you mad. But uh, <laughs> this was sent to me by uh, my Substack ed- editor. Lots of people, like he said, lots of people sending us stuff this week, which is great. Keep it up. Um, let me pull it up here. The, the transgender culture war needs parents who are cowards. And this is from John Rappaport, uh, who we've read his stuff off and on on quite a few different subjects. But uh, our, and there, I think this sums up the, the common sentiment pretty well. Are you a parent who wants to sacrifice your young child? Sign up today in the culture war. Kneel down before predators and act like the coward you are. The campaign to turn young children into gender-fluid creatures isn't just the goal of groups of school teacher groomers. No, it's embedded in the curriculum. It's official. Read this gobbledygook. Read it like your child's life is hanging in the balance. And this is a quote from the Daily Mail. First graders in New Jersey will be learning about gender identity with new sex education curriculum, which includes a lesson that teaches children they can have boy parts but feel like a girl. The new lessons, which are part of a broader K-12 health and sex education curriculum adopted by the New Jersey Board of Education, are alarming some parents, as Bury Park Press first reported. One of the 30-minute lesson plans, called Pink, Blue, and Purple, teaches the students to define gender, gender identity, and gender role stereotypes. Another lesson plan, this one for second graders called Understanding Our Bodies, tells parents to instruct students that being a boy or a girl doesn't have to mean that you have those parts. There are some body parts that mostly just girls have and some parts that mostly just boys have. All right. I'll I'll skip down because this is... uh, (laughs) um, Oh, what is the... Okay. This paragraph. You could see it by recognizing that when the Department of Homeland Security and the Attorney General start making noises about parents who stand up for their children at school boards, calling the parents domestic terrorists, that's a clue. I love that line. (laughs) So, yes, we're... This agenda is being pushed. I think they... I guess I would disagree with Mo if he thinks that they think it's a winning political strategy. I think it's 
it's part of the agenda, but part of the agenda just to make people mad and make make people mad enough to to fight so that they can say, look, domestic terrorists, uh, you know, police state measures needed. And the way to do that is to mess with people's kids. That's like, you will get people to fight if you do that. Yeah, that's a, that's true. So, and I think there's the, the true believers that that think that that is a winning political strategy, but but I think it is at, for the younger crowd. Yeah, maybe the, I don't know. With the Generation Z, with twenty some percent claiming to be part of that, yeah, yeah, LGBTQ, whatever, whatever. Oh, bro, we're talking about a person yeah. per classroom. Yeah, serious. No, no, no one wonders how this. You know, so no. we are in Middle America, Oklahoma. <laughs> Uh, going to church in Norman, which is a university town. I don't know, a couple, I think maybe 100,000. I'll have to look, but it's a small town, smallish compared to big cities. Um, my wife's going to women's group, and uh, women's group moms are talking about numerous kids at school, averaging about one per classroom that are trans, talking about being trans or transitioning or being gay or being just, but it's like, there's been a a, a fabulous overestimate onto this, this aspect of life. And now it's, it's really, it's insidious. It's terrible uh, because it's, is there really a more vulnerable group than young teenage girls? (laughs) No, it's, it's, it's a terrible group. I mean, it's a terrible group to mess with. It's, it's horrible. And, you know, they get tomboy, uh, uh, tendencies and then they get pegged and then they, oh yeah, maybe that is what it is. I mean, it's just, my wife is 5'10", right? Like she's always been tall. And so, you know, in many of her classrooms, she was bigger than everybody else in the class when she was growing up. And she talked about, she's like, gosh, thank God none of this was happening when I was young because, you know, she's athletic and 5'10", and, you know, somebody, hey, you know, you, you should, uh, you know, maybe. You're a you're a boy, you know. You should you should transition, and it it's just it's wild, man. It's wild that we let this happen. It's part of the culture, unfortunately. But uh, well, it's part of the deliberate destruction of the culture. Absolutely, yeah, that's hundred <laughs> yeah. percent accurate. I mean, and this is this is the Sodom and Gomorrah that you get yeah. when when you deny God as the Creator when you. When you say no, we don't believe in God, or we we believe in a different God, or what have you, then this is what happens to your society, and that's being actively encouraged with eugenic stuff, with you know chemicals and food additives, and 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 then lots and lots of propaganda, lots yeah. and lots of you know. <laughs> Disney has never. It's not like Disney just suddenly flipped a switch and is not on our side anymore. That's a good just, point. It's a good point yeah. to bring up. Yeah. The, you know, they've been killing the mom for 50 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, TV, ever, what, what is there such a thing as a smart father in television? No. <laughs> They're all bumbling idiots, aren't they? Yeah. But do you ever look at, there's a dark, it's like 
you know, dark tales of Disney. It's it's super kind of hokey, conspiratorial, but it's I think a lot of it's true. But uh, apparently, the guy loses his mom. Walt Disney loses his mom for some reason. Uh, to I don't even know what it was. Like someone breaking in his house or some sort of no, it was a gas leak. She said she smelled something, and then it was a gas leak. Uh, she, and she, he was supposed to go over there and help her, but he didn't. And then she later dies of this gas leak. So. The, many people theorize that that's the reason why all the moms in the movies die. And if you mm-hmm. look at it, all of the major movies, the mom either dies or is not present. It's weird. Yeah. It's yeah. A bit, it's a bit weird. As a it's matter of weird. Fact, I mean, I guess the most the... traumatic start to any Disney movie I can think of is Dumbo, where I think his <laughs> mom gets shot and then they take their horns or whatever and she's and he like lays with her. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, don't quote me on that. If somebody has a copy of Dumbo at home, maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe I, just, I don't think I've ever seen Dumbo, but well, uh, there's a lot of jokes in there. But. Uh, I'm I'm happy if you search Smilex on the internet, on the interwebs, on Nevia to be precise. The number one thing that comes up: fandom.com, Smilex, the Batman wiki. The number two thing that comes up. Episode 234 of Revelations Radio News, new global warming solution, Smilex. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. It's Neva, though. Yeah. So are you an SEO wizard? It's a, I'm definitely not an SEO <laughs> wizard. This is uh, hilarious. But uh, I had the clip. This is, uh, I'll explain before we play it. This is basically some people in a newsroom. They're reading some news. One of them begins laughing uncontrollably, which is the onset of the uh, death that comes by Smilex. And then the Joker comes on, gives his, his speech about these great products, scares the heck out of everybody. And then the I cut it so that the following scene you'll hear is uh, Batman talking to Vicki Vale and explains to her exactly how he's doing this. Four, three, two... One. Cue music. Cue Becky. Good evening. The fashion world was stunned today by the sudden deaths of models Candy Walker and Amanda Keeler. Cause of death has been attributed to a violent allergic reaction, although authorities have not ruled out the possibility of drug use. Peter. And plans continue for the city's 200th birthday, as Mayor Borg announced today the unveiling. This just in. Three mysterious deaths at a beauty parlor in... (laughs) At a beauty parlor in Gotham were discovered today. Barry, what the hell's going on? Becky, this is hardly the... Becky! Kill a camera. This is Renee on the news floor. Dane, I need some paramedics up here now. All right. New and improved Joker products with a new secret ingredient. Smiley. What is it? Now, let's go over to our blind taste test. Love that Joker. Where's it coming from? I don't know. Uh-oh. You don't look happy. He's been using Brand X. With Joker Brand, I get a gram, a gram, and a gram. 
Oh, that luscious tan, those ruby lips, and hair color so natural, only your undertaker knows for sure. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Where can I get these fine new items? Well, that's the game. Chances are you bought them already. <laughs> Love that joke. So remember, put on a happy face. <laughs> police have got it wrong. They're looking for one product. The Joker's tainted hundreds of chemicals at the source. Then all shipments of products would be poisoned and would all be dead. No. The poison only works when the components are mixed. Hairspray won't do it alone, but hairspray mixed with lipstick and perfume will be toxic and untraceable. How did you figure this out? That's the clip. I could probably clean it up a little bit in the middle there, but you get the idea. And of course, the punchline is: chances are you bought them already. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Unfortunately, I think that's the case. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't even give you the poison for free unless no. it's a vaccine. And yeah. Well, well tax insurance companies pay. <laughs> so, anyway, I think I still. I think that's an important cliff and we should bring that back and keep playing it because this is kind of what we're dealing with some maniacal force behind everything that is putting poison in many different products that together can have a deleterious effect yeah yeah and it the world view of they're actively trying to poison and kill you and destroy your children uh, might not sound very happy, but is actually a very accurate worldview to <laughs> like stuff. Stuff makes much more sense from that worldview than from the um, it's all you know. It's all a bunch of bumbling idiots. Don't these Democrats know they're ruining things? Worldview. <laughs> so, if only we could talk some sense into these people and elect some Republicans. Yeah. Yeah. Well. We got a chance to come up here in the midterms. I think we got you know, some big things are going to be happening once we get a couple of uh, Republicans in office. It'll be good. <laughs> it all it all go away. Yeah. Uh, how many uh, How many are running on the stop the chemtrails platform? <laughs> <laughs> COVID's a hoax platform. At least a yeah, couple. How about the someone? Uh, one of the kind of right-wing news outfits, uh, called all 50 Republican senators. Guess how many of them were willing to define what a woman is? Uh, I don't know. 15 out of the 50 on the Republican side. So this is... What is going on? Yeah, it's, you know, it's a bigger... uh, it's a bigger problem than Democrats, I'll put it that way. So Yeah. 
unfortunately, unfortunately, you really you do not make it anywhere if you're not part of the part of the system. You know, this is the satanic pedophiles rule the world. But I I think you can make it up there, but but it's very short lived. You're not gonna. It's very short. Like I think MC Hammer. I think that was. I think we talked about that last year. MC Hammer. <laughs> you know, he rose to superstardom and made a bunch of money, and then all of a sudden he was gone as quick as he appeared. And then some rapper said something like, "Does MC Hammer even still alive on Twitter?" And MC Hammer responded, "Yeah, I'm still here. I didn't take the deal. How much did you? How much did you give for your soul?" And that wow. was it. And it was kind of like a, "Oh, what in the world?" <laughs> yeah, MC Hammer back from the grave with some truth. I'm still here. Yeah, and, I just didn't I mean, take the deal. And I, you know, I love Ron Paul, mm-hmm. and he's probably the closest we've had to a good politician. But he still wouldn't tell the truth on 9/11. Yeah, you know, there were yeah. still levels that he w- wasn't allowed to go to. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's that the politics is a dirty game, and I. Focusing on it more is probably not the solution. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, where do we go next? We got another you got another segment for us. Do we wanna play well, something a little a little more? I I know what people are limited? thinking. I think they are ready. Uh oh, let's do for the patented Andrew scares the uh No, no audience no. with vaccine information. No. Let's do uh, Biden important stuff. Oh gosh, is it time? I got my other. I got my stuff clipped up too. I'm ready to go. So right. you, I got. We can hear from him. Folks, so. listen. Oops, sorry. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of important stuff to talk about. Yeah. Folks, the list goes on. I'm starting to bore myself here, but this is important stuff. <laughs> I think, I think. <laughs> It's that time in the show. The list goes on, but I'm starting to bore myself. But uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we got the we got the bore myself. We, you know, it's a, it's a real uh, real brain trust in the White House right now. Yeah. Hey, should we should we check in with Kamala on uh, housing prices? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I got Kamala Harris on the line. Kamala, what? It's going on with housing. The prices, I don't know. They seem to be going in a direction. What, <laughs> what do you think is going on with the home prices in America? Uh, prices have gone up. Oh, okay. Oh, Shoot. Yeah. I didn't, that's, that's a good point. I, hadn't I wonder that. what she would say about interest rates. Oh, that's a good question, uh, too. Prices... Have gone up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, value of the dollar. Oh, you're not available for that question. Okay. Never mind. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we have, we got Jordan Maxwell. It's almost, is it, is it still, is, it's too soon to play the Jordan Maxwell lick the donut clip. But some, I'll, I'll tell you this some of the watch the water stuff reminded me of Jordan Maxwell. You know, that's funny because uh, in my notes, I have Jordan Maxwell naming garbage. Uh, next to my like the Pope's venom pandemic yes, and yes, King yes, Cobra yes, venom, I'm yes. like, oh, stop it, yes. stop it. And then of course Chris White was the first one to point out the, or, yeah, the one that pointed out the loudest. I should, 
that, you know, half the stuff that Jordan Maxwell says is like, you know, it only works in the English language. So what? Yeah, son and son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, the son of God means, you know, he's really the son. Yeah, they're talking S-U-N. about the son. Get it? Because they sound the same. Like, Which is, yeah, in English, 2,000 years later. <laughs> Which is always a brilliant, like, like, uh, debunking method on on uh, Maxwell's part in some way because there is the whole like long game of the solstice, literally the winter solstice being Christmas Day, you know, because they've made all of the holidays pagan, and so then they go, oh, look, it's a pagan holiday. It's like, well, yeah, because you guys messed up the date. It's September 11th. Everybody knows. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. Just uh, and besides, the solstice is not on December twenty fifth, but yeah. It, well, the winter solstice is the twenty second. The sun dies and then it comes, raises again in three days or whatever. No, it's usually December twenty first. I think it can be on different days though. Oh my gosh, December twenty first! You nailed it. But anyway, yeah, three days later, four days later. I mean, how does Good Friday? <laughs> yeah, just to, if it works for the narrative, we'll just round <laughs> off a day or two. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, this Good, is Jesus dies on Good Friday. He's raised on Ish, Ishtar Day. Two, two days later, three days, whatever. One of those days, just you know, just comes around with the solstice. Yeah. And you know the the occult Masonic or whatever group is is doing whatever the scam of the day is. Uh, they are into all that stuff. They are. So th- there might be some stuff with the. Naming of COVID nineteen, covenom nineteen. I don't, you know. Yeah, no, that's but it's, true. And I feel like a lot of that. This is going to sound crazy, but I'm sure you've thought of this too. I feel like that's a lot of the devil, like letting us know what's going on, so that when God like really questions him, he can be, I tried to tell him what I was doing. Well, there, there's yeah, a there's, lot of signaling ahead of time with the with the overarching evil stuff, but we're so uneducated when it comes to religion and signs and and what different symbols really mean uh you know stuff that would scare a 12th century human being nowadays is seen on like your average pepsi commercial <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. there's they're just throwing it in our face constantly yeah and it, you kind of have to figure out for yourself how much of that i mean do you want to be like the vigilant citizen guy and dive into it and analyze it all and i did for a long know. time didn't help my, yeah. my christian walk at all but it did yeah did on the other end of it, it's like, okay, you know, you see enough of it and you're just like, okay, okay, I get the point. This is a lot of this crap's going on. I don't need yeah. to catch every single one and make a game of it. But and once you've learned the basic stuff, there's this stuff is everywhere. The two yeah. pit the two pillars, the obelisk, the pyramids, the eye. I mean, it's just absolutely everywhere. So how much more do you need? Vigilant citizen exists, and thank God for him. But just go check out his website. And don't you don't you yourself. don't need the you know you don't need to reach the thirty third degree of Freemasonry to find out that the Earth is flat and there's a firmament. No, you know you can get that from Revelations Radio News. <laughs> the problem with once you reach the thirty third degree, do you think they really discover flat Earth at that point? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I, I, that's always, a, I always figured thirty third degree was where was where you learned that. The Lucifer, the light bearer, and God are inverted in Lucifer's religion. The supposedly the sun is thirty three hundred miles away. So, 
Oh, then that was why the Masons. Well, there's a there's a lot of thirty threes, but yeah. um, but yes, the the whole dome thing, you know, like the Freemasons build all the state capitals; they're all domes. Yeah. There's haha, the dome. Get it? No, it's just because it's like tough to build, man. It's like cool. Hmm. We live in a dome. It's there. Wink, wink, nod, nod. But and they they of course have a you know they you tell one truth wrapped and then a whole bunch of lies with it. So you got the 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 Freemasonic cosmology is not the same as biblical cosmology. So. Inside the Oklahoma State Capitol Dome, there is a uh, star at the top. <laughs> the North Star? I don't think it's the North Star. I think it's Sirius. Hmm. Isn't Sirius the North Star? <laughs> or Sirius not, is the... I'm not good with this. Oh, <laughs> no. Sirius is the... The Dog Star? I don't know. <clears throat> well... What do you say? Is it time to thank some people, or what do we do? Uh, yeah, I don't want to read. I don't want to have Trump read the snake poem. I think we played that clip back in the day. But Oregon going out of their way to not have a dome, a weird structure that should have a dome, no dome. <laughs> Still looks like a Masonic temple, but no dome. Really, Oregon doesn't. No. It must have ran out of money. It's like a, or some we, golden man standing on the top of it. Yeah, we we are the 33rd state, though. So. Oregon is? Oregon is, yeah. I guess I shouldn't say we anymore. Yeah. When was Oregon a state? What year? Uh, Valentine's Day? I don't remember the year. February 14th was the... The date, though. Oregon statehood, February 14th, 1859. Fif- literally 50 years before this is a state. Uh, this is a state in 1908. University, oh, really? of, yeah, University of Oklahoma is older. Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. State itself. See, I would have guessed Oklahoma... You know, it was a state before Oregon, so no, way def- off. No, definitely not. This was the, uh, hey, all you Indians, get out of this East Coast states. Get out of the Appalachian Mountains. We'll, get out of the, go we'll to Oklahoma. We'll give you this land that we'll never want. Yeah, we'll give you this land that we'll never want. It's called Until o- we do. It's called Oklahoma. <laughs> and then and they all march them, literally march them. Uh, Andrew Jackson marches mm-hmm. them all the way across the country. They get to Oklahoma and, then, you know, a few years later, there's oil there? I mean, you can have part of it. <laughs> yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to draw some lines, and then we're just going to let people race in and claim whatever they want. So, yeah, and I, I, I do know the story of the Sooners. There you go. They're the cheaters. They went the cheaters. Before, the, before. The, the people that snuck in the night before yep. to, to get, get first dibs on the land. Only, uh, only mascot that proudly... Celebrates cheaters. Celebrates its <laughs> cheating heritage. It's something. It's something. Huh. It's, yeah. un- it's unique. <laughs> of course, Barry Switzer never agreed to pay players. That's crazy talk. <laughs> um, yeah, we should do some. Well, I, I've been told to promote the book more. 
And that's not from you. That's from one of our listeners. He said the book is awesome. So we do have a book that is available for $25 donations and up. You get a free copy of Andrew's book, The New World Order Eugenics Wars. And you'll have to take my word for it. But on the back. Oh, yes. This is definitely worth talking about. A a serpent with uh, vaccine needles coming out of the the place where the fangs would be. So, you know, that's relevant to the topic today. Absolutely. And then what's in the background of that picture, Andrew? Something we would never uh, see, right? Oh, just people working in the lab and then kids in masks and... Oh, yeah. wow. That's odd. Yeah. And how then much, how dome much? Pro- or uh, globe propaganda in the front that was the cleaned up version because it used to be an altar with a baby on it, so... Oh, wow. Seems like you really <laughs> cleaned it up this, with, the, with the globe. With the, with the globe, yes. So. That's what it was originally? Yep. Yeah. And Chris White was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not the baby. So, like, all right, I'll see what they can do. But. <laughs> I mean, it is creepy enough. That might make it right off the shelf. Like, yeah, that's odd. Just making it real, I guess. Anyway, yeah. Revelations Radio News has decided to be a listener, solely listener-supported podcast. Guys, for listening to the show, you can contribute to the show both financially and through volunteerism. If you feel you're getting value from this show, please help us by becoming a supporter. I count on you guys to make this work. Send clips, uh, stories, money, prayers, Bitcoin, Monero, buy me a coffee, uh, any way you can, even art. I've also been hounded by a certain will of truth is stranger than fiction to get some art onto the website. Literally, mm-hmm. the website is a gray website with only white text, and that is all. No, But you are an SEO wizard, as we now know, so <laughs> pe- people are going there by the thousands, but if there's art, they will stay there longer. Yes, there you go. There you go. So... The uh, website is truly an ode to a graphic designer who gave up on graphic design. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so please donate. If you donate, you get over twenty or over twenty five dollars. You get a free copy of Andrew's book. And uh, if you, I can't edit the spreadsheet, I do have one more to add that came in. It looks like uh, yesterday. Uh, if you want to read the first couple, uh, uh, yeah. All right, uh, Caleb. Send us $100. Thank you, Caleb, from Batavia, Ohio. And he was uh, the original Truth is Stranger Than Fiction donor. Oh, this is a claim to fame I didn't know about. And he said, uh, like, hey, you know, it's good to hear Andrew promoting the the flatter stuff on the show. Oh, good. So for all the donors no longer... The former donors who are no longer listening to the show because of the crazy flutter stuff, we do have at least one that that likes it. So, <laughs> uh, and Danny with twenty five dollars. Thank you, Danny from Medford, Oregon, and Kyle. A shocker, <laughs> Kyle coming in with fifty dollars from Kent, Washington. Danny and Kyle, thank you both of you. 
And then I got a book donation here. I got one from Valerie of Parts Unknown. And when it comes into PayPal, unless you have your address on there, I can't tell what it is. But a lot of times I can reference the previous year's spreadsheet and find where you are. For instance, uh, Caleb does not need a book. <laughs> you know, we don't want to keep sending books out to the people who've already bought them unless they request that. We'll, we'll do that. But the first 25 will get you a free book. But uh, Caleb uh, donated last year, and I think about the same amount, or maybe $50, something to that effect. So, uh, But this this new donor, Valerie from Parts Unknown, I don't know where where she's from. So... Valerie, if you hear this, I'm going to be shooting you an email shortly and uh, let us know where you are so we can uh, get you a copy of Andrew's book. And the other pending books went out. They're they're in the mail, but they're only in the mail as of, I think, yesterday. So. Oh, okay. Just that FYI, uh, last week we had one, two weeks ago, a few that we were waiting on addresses on, and we got them, so... They're on oh, three, yeah. three books and, are on their way. And there's another one. He just yeah. emailed yesterday. He apologized for taking so long and emailed it may have been yesterday or today. Uh yes, this morning. So I got another sure. one. He's in La Mesa, California. Kenneth. So All right. Uh, we'll, well, get him, we'll get, get, him get those two well. out, hopefully, sooner than it took me to, to get the last set out. But I did well, find out the post office opened fairly early around here, which makes it easier. So, oh, good, good, good. And uh, yeah, yeah. Did you steal media mail with that? We should talk about that some other day. But just go with the media mail, and then shove it in the envelope. Yes. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. All right. Cool. Well, thank you guys for your donations. Um, if anybody else feels like donating, you can always go to revelationsradionews.com and then click on the support tab. So that's revelationsradionews.com. And hey, let me just talk about something for a minute. We got an email a while back, and I'm going to mention this. Revelations, with an S, is not the last book of the Bible. The last book of the Bible is titled Revelation, and, with, with no S. And we both know that. And we both know that. <laughs> so there's no need for anybody to write us and tell us, because we made some mistake that is known. We... Um, started this podcast. It was part of a network called Revelations Radio News. So a gentleman before us had named it something else with the S at the end. Uh, Frank Lordy is his name, to be exact. And there was many shows on there, including Chris White's shows and uh, View from the Bunker, Derek and Sharon Gilbert, and and just all kinds of, of cool stuff. Future Quake, many, many different shows that were on uh, this network. We were happy that, like, hey, we could just be the news of that network. So we became Revelations Radio News. That was how that happened. So, And this is the time of the internet when, like, you know, apostrophes just broke everything. Yeah. So I think that's the reason. But Yeah. Oh, Revelation Radio News took too long. For a long time, I owned Revelation Radio News. Hmm. I think I might still, but anyway. Oh, and you can still go to eugenicswars.com. And it now forwards you to revelationsradionews.com. Still there? Oh, I'm sorry. I muted myself. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, 
uh, eugenicswars.com will take you directly to our support page, which has a picture of a copy of the New World Order Eugenics Wars. So anyway, anybody has read this book, please do so. I think it's a great book. I went back and listened to episode 200 recently, Andrew, and there was a book going. It's called Propaganda. Lots of notes. Do we still have these notes? Uh, maybe. So when James puts out... I don't out, know if they made it to Oklahoma. Oh, okay. When James puts out reportage book, his reportage book, then we can expect a propaganda book from you? No, I think there's a... Yeah, I've got other ideas, but no no promises. Right after Dvorak's Vinegar book comes out, you can expect a new book from, from me. I, I have more faith in James putting out a new book. But Anyway, I think that's it. We close out the donation segment. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for uh, donating. Thank you guys for being a part of uh, the show by giving feedback. I mean, literally, you guys are the producers or the contributors who make the show go. So thank you for your emails, for linking us to videos, sending us information. Uh, without you guys, this is just uh, Andrew and I rambling around, lam- rambling on. So, yeah, and shout out to Terry for sending. He was actually the first one who sent me that watch the water video, but also sent some um, critiques of it from Steve Kirsch and his own, you know, thoughts. Which um, he, I don't know. You want me to to read any of any of those? Sure, if, if you want that. to. I mean. Uh, stop the presses we literally just got an email a few minutes ago and literally it just says can we read the email on the podcast this person says no and then now i'm going to read it because all it is is a website get oklahoma map well yeah i'm familiar with that and that, that's the problem there's nothing close to me that's actual cow's milk i don't want donkey milk I, mean, I don't want goat's milk. Raw cow milk up there in Providence Farms. Uh, that's... It's a scam? No, it's North Edmond. I don't know where you get it, though. You don't get it from the co-op that's affiliated with Providence Farms. So I don't know. I haven't been to the actual farm, but that's there's like 45 minutes away. There's a phone number here. So... Buddy, you just got to get used to driving 45 minutes. It's not that far. Guy who, lives, guy who lives 20 minutes from anything. <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes from a gas station. <laughs> <clears throat> Come on, man. It's not that far, is it? Yeah, it's pretty far. Because when I when I went to the co-op, which is no. closer, it was like forty minutes each way. Huh? You can't really drive in a straight line through Edmond, but anyway. Yeah, that's true. Well, you can, but you're going very very slowly. So, okay, where to next, my friend? So Terry. Um, I'll, I'll read his initial email. Uh, he says, 
You may have seen this already, but if not, please watch and consider commenting about it on your podcast. I'm somewhat familiar with Dr. Artis, and I did not hear anything in this interview that I know for sure to be untrue. However, I'm disturbed about the delay in re- releasing what is supposed to be life-saving info, especially the part about poison tap water. Just a valid point. Like, if it's really poison tap water, wouldn't you kind of put that out ahead of time? But uh, there's very little said in this first interview about the poison tap water that Dr. Artis briefly mentions in some other recent interviews you could find online. I was hoping this new interview would explain this aspect in detail. It makes me skeptical about the whole thing, even though it all has the ring of truth to it. I recall uh, the picture on the back of your book and how fitting it is. Perhaps there's some strategy of protection and promotion, getting the word out to the masses involved with the limited release of this info step by step. So interesting take on the, uh, I guess, marketing of it. Because they did... I had not been paying attention. I hadn't watched Stu Peters in a while, but I guess he'd been plugging the tar out of this this thing. So, and it worked. Yeah, he I went mean, to the Alex Jones school of uh, of hype and stuff. Up on the next episode, life saving information. <laughs> well, to be fair, Alex Jones usually does it like within the same episode. He doesn't usually plug tomorrow stuff for weeks, you know. That's true. Uh, remember Lindsay Williams interviews? Oh gosh. Oh, the worst. <laughs> I know. Cause I worked with these guys in Alaska. <laughs> just every like the the secret to everything was just around the corner, but he had to get through and then he never actually got to what he was I'll you let know. you guys know. With, hold, hold that thought, Lindsay. Right after this break, I want Lindsay to tell us that that crucial. Lindsay, just get get right into it, Lindsay. Just tell us tell us what you want going to tell us. Well, first of all, <laughs> whatever happened to him? So, all right. Um, yes. So I anyway, t- Terry sent some follow up information, which included some. Uh, recommended supplements. I'd asked him about my daughter's croup and what have you, so mm-hmm. I won't share that. But, uh, you know, some he recommends vitamin C and vitamin E. So people out there, probably good things, regardless of your, your age or condition there. So anyway, I guess if people want a review... Or a a rating. Um, I'd I'd give Watch the Water. I don't know three out of five stars. Hopefully, people use that as a jumping off point to researching other stuff, and they take away that remdesivir is bad news. And I would give kinda, it four out of five because they did footnote a lot, and they didn't. They they left a lot of room for improvement, and I think that. There is a lot of stuff to jump off. I think there is a lot of hard yeah. enough information to jump off onto your own um, studies. Yeah. And, you know, the alternative platform blockbuster. I mean, millions of views in less than a week is is pretty crazy. So, Lindsay Williams Online. Uh, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas, Andrew. <laughs> oh, over, man. over, 
20 presentations over 40 years, totaling 46 hours of content. For 46 hours of content that can be boiled down into, they could, there's plenty of oil and they could control the price, but they use it to manipulate us. There you go. <laughs> and, and America's not in Bible prophecy because we're such a good country that we're going to be spared all that bad stuff in Revelation. This is what he said. He did say something almost. Well, that's that right. Bad. He was a pastor that went to work yeah. in Alaska as a missionary or whatever, like went to plant yeah. a church. He has a DVD called The Next Four Years. After the election, I contacted my elite in capital letters friend and asked the question what can we expect for the next four years? The information I received was so startling that the only way I can explain it is to say the most startling thing anyone has ever heard since the founding of the United States. I did not feel free to give what I knew on a radio show until I, it was recorded first. These two DVDs have been produced since the election. It took three hours and 29 minutes to explain the information I had received. Oh, this is like the ninth layer of hell for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. It it's, took three you hours play, and 29 you, minutes. Can you play that to, Biden clip again? <laughs> it's just, it took three hours and 29 minutes for me to explain this important information that I had. What am I got here? Um, it, it discusses agents of the elite, food, and the water supply. Signs to help you make decisions. $40 billion. Chickens coming home to roost. The Middle East. The life and death of the dollar. The Iran plan. Greece. America. And Frankenstorm. What? Folks, the list goes on. I'm starting to bore myself here, but this is important <laughs> stuff. I think. I think. I, I think. I, I think. Oh, yeah. he read it. He read the... That's a teleprompter flub at the end. He read it uh, without the right inflection on finishing the sentence. Yeah. Folks, the list goes on. I'm starting to bore myself here. This is important stuff. I think. I think. <laughs> so who's writing the script for him on his teleprompter where they're literally telling him, like, hey, you're starting to bore yourself. <laughs> I think. <clears throat> Well, or, you know, that's the one ad lib is when he says, I'm starting to bore myself. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Membership only $77. And you can pay with your financial data. Don't Tim. worry. It's through PayPal. Yeah. Talking about Greece, what election is he talking about? Uh, no, he's talking about after the election in the United States, is what he said. What uh, What election? The one we just had. No. Yeah. What does Greece have to do with it? The Iran now, plan. Now Greece. I'm curious. So, some, one of our listeners is, has <laughs> purchased this. No. <laughs> no. And listened. No. So just report it. Don't go out and buy it now. But I, I will bet you a round of golf. Okay. <clears throat> Andrew needs, deserves a round of golf for free. If you have a copy of any of Lindsey Graham's DVDs. No. Write to us and let us know. So I will buy Andrew a round of golf. But I, I say no. Nay. No one owns this. No one that listens to this show owns this. Only people Lindsay Williams' age are even still <laughs> buying DVDs at this point. Huh? I know, right? Physical media. What a dumb idea. I, I got my James Corbett DVD. I know, man. It may be coming back. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Physical media. I know. 
I have a, uh, I have like a James Corbett, the whole DVD, like the, from like 2011 or something. Oh, nice. The whole archives. Play, play the, we got to get back on track here. Okay, We're sorry. Eight off eight. the rails. Oh, Lindsay yeah. Williams, sorry. All right. Uh, but play after this, the, I'll, I'll tell play you Play today's, even more annoying than Lindsay Williams, uh, Harari, the Harari guy, oh, explaining gosh. the fourth industrial revolution. Uh, I don't think this clip is, well, I don't know. It's out there, but. I feel like we've played different aspects of this clip several times. Yes, we have. All right, and then, you know, my uh, my player here is actually so sick of playing Harari clips, it doesn't want to play. Hold on a second. Uh I hate this man, by the way. I sent, I sent a video of him to my mom this week. How sweet of me. In the Industrial Revolution of the 19th century, what humanity basically learned to produce was all kinds of stuff, like textiles and shoes and weapons and, and vehicles. And this was enough for very few countries that underwent the revolution fast enough to subjugate everybody else. What we're talking about now is like a second industrial revolution, but the product this time will not be textiles or machines or vehicles or even weapons. The product this time will be humans themselves. We are basically learning to produce bodies and minds. Bodies and minds are going to be, I think, the two main products of the next wave of all these uh, uh, changes. And if there is a gap between those that know to produce bodies and minds and those that do not, then this is far greater than anything we saw before in, in history. And this time, if you're not part of the revolution fast enough, then you probably become, become extinct. Once you know how to produce bodies and brains and minds, so cheap labor in Africa or South Asia or wherever, it, it simply counts for nothing. Again, I think that the biggest question, in, in maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades, will be what to do with all these useless people. I don't think we have an economic model to, for that. My best guess, which is just a guess, is that uh, food will not be a problem. Uh, with that kind of technology, you will be able to produce food for, to feed everybody. The problem is more uh, boredom and how, what to do with them, and how will they find some sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless, worthless. My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games. Drugs and computer games for you useless eaters out there. Brave new world, anyone? Yeah. And, you know, my take is, no, they're not going to be making bodies and minds. They can poison us. That's about the limits of what they can do. They can't take over your free will. They can't make you do what they want you to do. But they can poison you. So they could poison our minds and, and poison our bodies. But uh, this whole producing and then the, the very Gnostic, you know, transhuman stuff that we've, we've played those clips from him before, he's, of course, into that. You know, this is the, the pipe dream they, they tell themselves. But uh, for the, those of us commoners, 
um, d- don't expect them to give you meaning. You know, they're <laughs> the the people calling you meaningless. Um, that's not where meaning comes from. So, yeah, absolutely. That's. Uh, I mean, what 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 kind of arrogant dude does this think? This who does this dude think he is? I mean, Klaus must really be loving him up more than he loves up. I mean, the same the same amount he loves up Kissinger. Who who, who does this guy think he is? <laughs> who is he? you? You know, you're going to define who, who, what human beings are useless, right? Hmm. And oh, I think there will be plenty of food. Oh, really? Do you, who's going to grow the food? <laughs> well, like it, I, I don't know. It's there's such a the system falls apart very easily once people stop doing what they do. You know, like if when people stop going to work, stuff breaks down really quick. So I don't. The idea that there's Oh, you know, most people are useless once we get the AI going and this and that. No. <laughs> people, there aren't too many people. There are too few people. And when the population starts to go down, that's going to be a problem. Everywhere in the world where where that happens, that will be a big problem. I, th- so I, saw, like, I saw that everybody in the world could be put into Texas, like live in a, place, a space as big as Texas if, with a certain amount of land. Yeah. I mean, I always thought of South Korea as being one of the most densely populated countries in the world, right? And I went there. You could take a train from the northern part of the country to the southern part, and you're going through trees like 90% of it. And yes, there's some big cities, but there's plenty of space in South Korea, much less in a huge country like the United States, there's there's plenty of room, and there's plenty of resources. There's plenty of oil. It's it just the artificial scarcity is is driving all this, and and the the global warming lie um, is is the excuse for it. But I I don't think that at the Harari level any of them believe that stuff. It's just like ah well. You know, why should we feed them when they aren't? When we don't need their cheap labor anymore. That's how how they think of it, but it's that's not the way stuff actually works. So, yeah, I I, I don't know, man. These it just hurts my brain. <laughs> These people and, hate they hate you. Yeah. Yeah, and my point is not like be afraid. Look at these evil geniuses. It's like no, they're they're wrong. But when we just be aware that these people do hate you, and they are when you think, oh, the government wouldn't really the like that clip we played from the lady who's in line to get her COVID vaccine for her kid, saying. Well, I just don't think the government would give it to us if it wasn't safe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, you you got to wake up past that point. Otherwise, it's it's probably already too late. But Well, no Google Doodle for a good Friday. I'm surprised. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. 
They had one. Well, at least Rome. they didn't do something anti-Christian. But I think they had one for Ramadan. Close enough. To be fair, it's no longer Good Friday, but ah, in the East Coast, I guess. Yeah. Good point. Good point. I'm sure they had something earlier today. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. You want something happy? I'm ready. Is it Mika Brzezinski? No. Just what, what, a, what a random golf clip oh, from, uh, unfortunately, you weren't able to, to come over on Masters Sunday, but uh, Scotty Scheffler, who's a, a very outwardly professing Christian and has consistently been so, um, said this after you won the Masters. So. I think that all goes back to my faith. You know, the reason why I play golf is because, you know, I'm trying to glorify God and, you know, all that he's done in my life. And so for me, my identity isn't, isn't a golf score. You know, like Meredith told me this morning, she says, if you win this golf tournament today, um, if you lose this golf tournament by 10 shots, if you never win another golf tournament again, she goes, I'm still going to love you. You're still going to be the same person. Jesus loves you. Um, and nothing changes. And all I'm trying to do is glorify God. And that's why I'm here, and that's why I'm in this position. And so for me, um, it's not it's not about a golf sport. How do we get this guy off of television? Holy cow. <laughs> a lot of talking about yeah, Jesus. A, yeah. So I figured I better store the clip since I'm, sure, I'm not sure that it made it onto any sort of broadcast other than maybe like the golf channel, but... So, anyway, so backstory: the guy up until three months ago had not won a tournament. And in that time, he's won four tournaments, including the Masters, and is now the number one player in the world by a pretty wide margin. So, it's impressive. Yeah, not, not something that you would, if you didn't have your head screwed on straight, that you'd be able to, to handle there. But. Yeah. So 100% is a uh it's a sport that's mainly in your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got any other other stuff for us, Tim? I don't have much. I only have one I only brought one clip, really. It's a it's a it's a levity clip. I think you take part in levity, don't you, Andrew? Yes. I take part in levity just like Myself and Mark Zuckerberg enjoy laughing just as much as humans. <laughs> oh man! To do to do other than my Joker clip, I've got that. Oh, this was so. We do have to probably talk about Elon. Unfortunately, do, I mean, Elon's going to buy Twitter, and everybody's excited about it. I thought um, we already talked about Elon. No. Yeah, I think we did last week. That's didn't, right. But didn't people, we debunk Elon? People are more excited about Elon this week than they were last week. Well, he made an so offer. Are you, are you saying offer. we didn't solve it? No, we didn't he made solve an offer. On, he made an offer on Twitter. I mean, I, how do I explain? I don't like this man, but he does make all the right people mad, right? Like, <laughs> there is a yeah, part he's, of there's he's a like part, Trump. Yeah, there's a part of me that's like. Ugh. <laughs> I love it. So many people are upset. Like, 
we can't. But it was Mika? I mean, this clip is absolutely everywhere. But Mika on uh, on her show, she's, she's said stuff like this before too. It's she didn't learn her lesson though. Yeah, it's not your job to tell people what to think. That's our job. Uh, what? Yeah. Um, I I think the best uh, f- feedback I've heard on it yet was uh, or the best take said. I'm more worried about Bill Gates buying up farmland in the middle of the country than I than I am about Elon Musk buying Twitter. Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of where I'm at with the whole thing too. So yeah, um, Bill, Bill Gates turning the entire country's farmland into a seed oil plantation. Oh, yeah. Make yeah. the Impossible Burgers. Yeah. Well, uh, but anyway, I wanted to mention that because the Babylon Bee has been suspended from Twitter for saying that that one person didn't deserve. Was it the the general, the the transgender general doesn't deserve uh, women of the year because he's a man? And the editor of the Babylon Bee was like, yeah, he's a man. So I don't think he deserves to be woman of the year. And then boom. Twitter said, delete this tweet and you will be unsuspended. And he responded with, I am not deleting the tweet. It is true. So no, <laughs> no Babylon B on. Truth uh, is not a defense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Babylon B no longer on uh, Twitter. So everybody's excited that possibly. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, so, so with all this Elon stuff, so everybody's got their Twitter accounts back? That's uh, how it's no, worked? Well, that. Listen, I'm with you, okay? Don't talk to me like this. Don't I'm with you, but nothing's happened yet. So so no. let me stay. No, nothing like Elon doesn't own it yet. He made a bid for the whole thing, you know that, right? Yeah. 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 Right. And then so Goldman Sachs, who was saying Twitter wasn't worth thirty dollars a share, said oh, Elon's bid of fifty four dollars a share. Too low. Too low. It needs to be ninety. It's like, oh, I, it's almost like they were shorting it in order to profit. I mean, I don't know. That probably, <laughs> probably would never happen, right? Yeah, which shorting it, you know, if Elon changes his mind and sells it all at where it's at now uh, and just pockets a couple billion dollars, that would work out well for him. Liberals crying. Liberals that drive Teslas are all crying over Elon Musk bringing back free speech. It's, it is like I said. It does. Uh, he makes the right people mad. Yeah, and just and if he brings quote brings back free speech, uh, I'd love to see it. I forgot. I've not seen it. I forgot to tell my story. Uh, I thought I had. Oh, drank, yeah, you're, I yes. thought I. I thought I had drank snake venom. But, but you hadn't? No. So uh, nobody should search this, but there's a thing in Japan. Please, James, don't judge me for this. <laughs> Where people drink what they call habu sake. Now, I'm beginning to think that this might just be in like dive bars to drunken dumb people. <laughs> like myself. Uh, especially in the, my early like 20s. U.S. Navy personnel. Like U.S. Navy personnel like on leave, on shore in Japan. Um, but apparently, so 
when they served it to me, they give like, oh yeah, if you buy this drink, then you get to you get this thing saying that you drank venom. I'm like, oh wow, because there's venom in the the habusaki, so it's a. And you look, and there's actually a picture of a snake, some sort of viper or poisonous snake, in the bottle of sake. And it's like posing, like it's, it's like attacking. And supposedly the venom is in the drink, and it just makes you more drunk. I don't know. I don't even know. I was young, dumb. They give you a little card that says you drank it, like you officially drank some, and blah, blah, blah. Well, I looked it up recently. It's a terrible practice of putting drowning alive a snake in sake and saying like, it probably does strike out venom, but it would all be neutralized by the, the alcohol. alcohol. So, yeah, not not a cool story, but it made me think when they're asking, like, they're talking about, like, well, do you know what happens when you ingest venom? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've done that. And then I went and searched it, and I have not done that at all. It's all fake. <laughs> well, I, but the same thing, I mean, okay, let's say they're putting in the water supply. Mm-hmm. If you in if you drink it in the water supply, wouldn't it just pass through you? I don't know. Right, yeah, it's a different situation to get it stuck in I mean, your skin, right? In right, your, it's in your injected blood. into your body with the needle is a little different than... Drinking it. No, but yeah. Don't bring all your sciences here. Well, the, you know, I'd, I'll just say very scientifically, they told me while I was in Korea that uh, if you eat chicken soup, you will be healthy for one day. If you <laughs> eat dog soup, you'll be healthy for one month. Mm. And if you eat snake soup, you'll be healthy for one year. So... Yes, but these are the same people who told you about fan death. Yes, but they, I, I do think that uh, kimchi pre- prevents avian flu. I think. Yeah, I do think they were right about that because you know, avian flu is bogus. It's making a comeback, though. Yeah. Well, you know what else is making a comeback? No, I don't. Masks. The state of Washington released uh, something for all of their state colleges. They will be requiring a mask starting on Monday. Well, I'm going to unenroll from the University of Washington then. Well, it's no secret you don't like the University of Washington. I'm no fan of the University of Oregon, but uh, we can at least talk about how insane this is. Yeah. <laughs> Has, so, what happened? Um, Last year, Oregon was like totally free, quote unquote, for like three weeks total. And one of those weeks, we were on vacation out of the state. So <laughs> if, if Oregon's, I think their mask mandate ended at the end of March, maybe. Okay. So it's only been gone two weeks. So I'm sure they'll bring it back, you know, within... Within a week or two. That's nuts, man. I saw an ar- I saw a clip today. People arguing on the streets. I, I, I would have clipped it for the show. It's just all, everybody outside in the street masked up. There's like some sort of protest. And then some angry old man with a mask on says, you, what do you say? You uh, social justice warriors think you know everything. And some other guy comes over and says, you 
F you, blah, blah. you these aren't home. He's like, well, these people are junkies. They need to get their life together and stop robbing our homes. And he's like, they're not junkies, man. They're without homes. They're not junkies. He's <laughs> like, well, you're a social justice warrior. He's like, well, you're a burr. It's like, but these this people is, are. I feel like this should be a new segment. Like Tim acts out Twitter videos. <laughs> Instead of playing the clips, just have you just act it out. This is way better. <laughs> Less editing work to you know. Yeah. Anyway, bleep it out too. It's it, but it just it just struck me as odd. And then kind of like looking at where I am now, Oklahoma doesn't get enough credit for being. It's it's pretty laid back here. Like it's pretty laid back. Nobody. Yeah. It, I don't see six people in any corner screaming at each other, wearing masks and. You know, uh, in co- in comparison, most of the times where I've gone and like tried to give some coats or you know food or something to the homeless people around here, I've run into other people doing the same thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's like more people helping the homeless than homeless. Yes, yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, like it's like oh, this is a horrible part of town. This is this looks like a good spot. Oh yeah, here you could you want a jacket? You want a jacket? It's like what is this? You know, two-year-old Chevy Suburban doing here. Oh, they're also giving out. <laughs> so are you saying that it might be more effective for people to do charitable acts on their own rather than spending hundreds of millions of dollars on government programs? Oh, well, I'm 100% saying that. I've always been a believer in that. <laughs> you can't uh, – I don't trust the government to, to do <laughs> – there's this is one of my favorite memes uh, that has Jesus in it, and he says, "All right, I'm going to need you guys to feed the poor." <laughs> and then he goes, and then he just like it's like a picture of him talking on the Sermon on the Mount, and all the disciples are sitting around him. He goes, "I need you to to take your money and feed and take care of the poor." And then the next the next is the same picture, and then somebody else says, "But what if we just give all our tax money to the government and they feed the poor for us?" And the next picture just says, all right, I'm going to start again. What I need you to do (laughs) is to feed the poor. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't think that was ever taken away from us. I think the U.S. government tried to, but I think as Christians, it's still our responsibility to look out for the poor, the sick, the wounded, the widowed, the the widowed. And, uh, yeah, that's that's a thing. But anyway, uh, people out there, and this happened twice, by the way, ran into other people. On Christmas, it was like there was significantly more nice SUVs in a bad part of town giving out stuff than there was homeless people. Uh, but even even here locally, not not too far from here, I was given. I stopped to. It was snowing. It was snowing outside. Literally, snow falling from the sky. This guy's sitting with a in a plaid shirt, just like shivering. I tried to keep a couple extra coats in the car. Jumped out and gave him one. And like. I jumped out of my car at the same time this other lady jumps out of the car. And we both looked at each other. I was like, uh. But she had a bunch of food in her hand. And I was like, oh, hey. She's like, hey. <laughs> She's like, here you go. Here's a bunch of food for lunch. And I was like, hey, here's a jacket. And he's like, oh, my gosh, thanks. So, anyway. Uh, um, yeah, I, almost, I don't want to share that so that people think I'm cool or, or nice or anything like that. But I more want to share that to encourage people to do it and – to point out that this is a problem of not a problem, but this is a thing that I've noticed here that I never noticed in Seattle. I was doing the same things there, but I never like ran into other people who were also trying to help. It was more just like, you know, 
how comfortable am I going to be if somebody lights up some crack in front of me? <laughs> right. Turns, out, turns yeah. out pretty comfortable, but <laughs> you know, I don't make those trips. Like this, this coat trip with uh, at the at the restaurant was uh, was you know my my son was with me. You know, I'm not making those trips down under the Seattle Bridge. You know, no. with with my son. So another difference there. So. Uh, anyway, masks are back up in Washington, and uh, that's true. And we got a clip here. They uh, they started a new group. Uh, the Babylon Bee got some live audio of a uh, Maskers Anonymous club. Oh, nice. nice. Hi, uh, I'm Mike, and I'm a maskaholic. Hi, Mike. Let's lose the mask, Michael. All of them. Come on, everyone. Mass off. If he could do it. So, what brought you here today? Well, um, I lost it at Trader Joe's. I got into this screaming match with this little maskless old lady. And... And I and I almost went all Will Smith on her. Oh. I mean, she was just standing there with her her face fully naked. Mm. And then and then um, then she called me Mask Boy. No. Yesterday, someone called me Masky Chan. But the mandate, it's gone. The old lady doesn't have to wear a mask anymore if she doesn't want to. I know, I know, but she's high risk. But that's her decision, though. Her body, her choice. Let, let's unpack this. What's really going on? Look, I, I've read the articles. I've seen the studies. If you compare places that had the mandates to places that didn't have the mandates, it's, there's really no difference. But the masks, it, it made me feel good. It made me feel like I was part of something. Like when uh, gangs wear uh, bandanas. But why do the masks matter so much to you? Look, I've always been average. Average grades, average job, even average height, five foot nine. COVID, when COVID came around, it gave me something more. It gave me a chance to look down on people, it, to be better than them. I felt like a, I felt like a black life. For once, I mattered. And then, like overnight, they started taking the mandates away. The one thing I had, they just took it away. But what if you found a new thing? I, uh, I, I tried that. It's not the same. It's like the Ukraine stuff. I mean, I, I just can't carry the flag around or, or wear it on my face. I, I tried it. it it's just too big. That must be so hard to go through. Have you tried wearing a shirt that says, I'm a good person that supports the current thing? Well, I guess we'll just have to go back to our virtue of being evaluated on how we conduct ourselves and how we treat others. No, Come on, it'll be fine. Nah, no. Besides, we can build up our moral judgments and issue condemnation over something that really matters. Election season's right around the corner. That's true. That's true. That's true. You know, I think That's we've true. made great progress today. Ooh, we gotta clear out. Libertarian Singles has the room at five and they like a few extra minutes to prepare. 
you know, in case a woman finally shows up. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> nice little jab at that <laughs> at the end. Libertarians there. Uh, well, I've, that was. I've tried was to wear. Good. I've tried to wear the Ukrainian flag on my face, but it's just too big. <laughs> yeah, we. As I shared with you and and Will, there they were selling Ukrainian flags on the local classifieds page back in Oregon. There, hmm. and uh, I saw some someone else, um, an Oregonian, posting pictures of Ukrainian flags like outside restaurants and what have you. So they're they're trying, but it. I don't think it is quite the same. I think the Babylon Bee nailed it there. It's like, it's, you know, I mean, Ukraine's cool, but it's not as cool as masks. <laughs> oh, you're still telling people to go stay home and get vaccinated? <laughs> okay, whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you, you do you. <laughs> I'm just like, Ukraine for life. Or like, or like you know, until they tell us the next thing. Yeah. Have you tried wearing a shirt that says I support the current thing? What do you think the next thing will be? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. I, I mean, don't I don't go to church where the avian bird flu spread at churches. I'm a good person, so I, I refuse to go to churches. Yeah, I don't know. They might be able to... Maybe you like just watch all the Disney, like to make up for the people boycotting. <laughs> I've got three subscriptions to Disney just this month. <laughs> I've taken out multiple subscriptions to Disney Plus. I protect trans kids. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see the 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 picture of the lady reading? Uh, what's an abortion anyway? Yeah. To as a apparently there's a. Uh, children's focused, yeah, book children, on abortion, yeah, children's book. I, 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 oh yeah, you can order it today. And uh, <clears throat> oh, I'm trying to uh, subtle, subtle on the what's abortion anyway uh, uh, homepage, I guess, and then you can buy the book. There's some illustrations. All of the people are black, so that's that's weird. Oh yeah, weird. But it was a it was a white lady in the picture reading the book to her kid. So this is, yeah. She's yeah, a, well, the, you know, the author is a, a white queer Jewish full spectrum doula from New York. I, she's always believed that young people deserve transparency when it comes to information about their sexual health and bodies. Carly has been practicing abortion doula for over six years. I didn't know that that such a thing existed. Ah, oh. wow. The illustrator, his name is, or they them's name is Mar, a brown transgender queer cultural worker. And I would rather doula. I would rather sit through all forty-seven hours of Lindsay Williams. Than- <laughs> Hear more about this book but. all day, every day. I was <laughs> Lindsay. Tell me about these elites. What else are they telling me about the oil? 
<laughs> you're so you're so let me get so this. you thought you thought oil was going to one hundred and fifty dollars a barrel, but it it actually went down to wow. <laughs> so you're also saying that there is no such thing as peak oil, and oil is an unlimited resource, and there's plenty of it. Okay, that's new information for Next me. Next, you're going to say it's not actually fossil fuel. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't dead come from dinosaur, dinosaur bones. bones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's an abortion book.com order today. Oh, way to plug it. I'm not plugging it, man. I'm letting people know this is a real thing. I'm not, uh, would it make you feel better if I do the archive.org link, Andrew? So they don't get the clicks, but yeah, it's a real book, real page. I mean, you have to look at this page, dude. No, I didn't. No. (laughs) I just I don't know. It's weird that all the illustrations on the on the page of the homepage are black. They're black people. It's odd. Well, it's it's not odd. It's a, a little too obvious, but not odd. <laughs> too on the nose is what you're saying. Yeah. Margaret Sanger not rolling over in her grave. Yeah. It's, but you know, you're just Crazy if you're a black person who's asked the question, wait, why why should I support the political party that wants to kill as many black children as possible? That's hmm. there'll be two links in the show notes, one to Lindsay Williams online, the other one to uh, what's an abortion. And you can uh click click either one, choose your own adventure. <laughs> it's like those old books. Yeah, those were those were good. I'm sure those are still around, right? Yeah. I like those too. Choose your own adventure. All right, man. Well, you got more clips or what are we going to do? It's no. Time, time no, I'm done. Thing. It's it's 12:12 12, 12 a.m. It's time to wrap it up. All right. Let's uh let's do that. So, uh yeah, thanks everybody for listening. We will uh hopefully be back next week. Um until then, Watch the water. Q said, "Watch the water, man. Watch the water, and don't also <laughs> stay away from stay away from snakes. Snakes. Don't don't be near snakes. Don't drink venom. Don't drink venom. That's another thing. Oh, and the reason I didn't we didn't do a show last night. I went and saw Zuby. Zuby spoke at the University of Oklahoma of Zuby music fame, and uh, it was awesome. He he basically made a speech out of his twenty things I learned during the pandemic, and for those oh, really? okay. for those true." No Agenda slash Joe Rogan listeners, they already would know this because Zuby writes these tweets. The next day, Adam Curry goes on Joe Rogan, mentions these tweets to uh, Joe Rogan. And, of course, Zuby's been on Joe Rogan several times. Um, so then Adam's like, hey, yeah, can I read him? And so Adam reads out the 20 things I learned about humanity during the pandemic. Um, and so it went kind of viral after that. And... Uh, yeah, so Zuby it made a, uh, and he moved to the U.S. So he he still hasn't. He I thought he was living in Texas. Uh, is he? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I think he's still traveling. I don't think he has a home yet, but I might be wrong. He's still evaluating his options. Yeah. So, yeah, it was July 5th, 2020, when he wrote the thread. It was, uh, I was watching 
Joel Skousen on strategic relocation. Mm-hmm. And he, you want to know what he said about Oklahoma? Sure. So he said, there's some good parts in Oklahoma, and it's a, a positive, you know, it's a, a red state, but the Supreme Court has said that the whole state belongs to Native Americans, so that's uh, problematic in the, in the future. So, yeah, I saw that actually kept up. Like, with if that. you have your own land out in the middle of nowhere or whatever, he's saying it, it might get grabbed. It's not out in the middle of nowhere. It's most of eastern Oklahoma. The pretty part. Right. Yeah. No, I read that. Uh, actually read that whole Supreme Court deal when it came out. Um, yeah, it, it was odd. Odd. Odd to be sure. But yeah. You know, the, it turns out the whole land run, let's just take their land that we gave them. Maybe not the best way. But hey, I got an idea. I can end it with uh, Zuby's 20 Thanks. I think you'll enjoy them anyway. Okay. Number one. Most people would rather be in the majority than be right. Number two. At least 20% of the population has strong authoritarian tendencies which will emerge under the right conditions. Number three, fear of death is only rivaled by the fear of social disapproval. The latter could be the stronger. Number four, propaganda is just as effective in modern day as it was 100 years ago. At which point, out of nowhere, as though I was in church, I said amen, and he chuckled. <laughs> I, like, I'm, like the propaganda part just like spoke to my heart. I was like, yes, this is, this is what's happening. It's propaganda. So I said amen, and he, he chuckled. He heard me. <laughs> Well, I actually got to talk to him afterwards, too. He asked, like, nice. anybody in the, in the audience been, uh, been called a conspiracy theorist? And I raised my hand, and he was like, I, I knew you would raise your hand. I was like, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, access, <laughs> access to limitless information has not made the average person any wiser. That's part of the propaganda is just as effective as it was Amen to that. years ago. Yeah. yeah. Anything and everything can and will be politicized by the media, government, and those who trust them. Number six, many politicians and large corporations will gladly sacrifice human lives if it is conducive to their political and financial aspirations. Mm. Number seven, most people believe the government acts, acts in the best interests of the people, even many who are vocal critics of the government. You were just talking about that. The lady was like, well, I don't think the government would do something bad. Mm-hmm. Number eight. Once they have made up their mind, most people would rather commit to being wrong than admit that they are wrong. (laughs) Masks work, man. you got to wear your mask. (laughs) Number nine. Humans can be trained and conditioned quickly and relatively easily to signify, or excuse me, to significantly alter their behaviors for better or worse. And he went on on that one for a long time. He talked about, he's like, if you saw some of the behaviors that have been happening over the last two years... The previous two years, you've been like, what is happening? This is strange. People are have to wear a mask or have to show papers to eat or have to. He's like, it's just it's nuts. So train and condition quickly. Uh, number 10, when sufficiently frightened, most people will not only accept authoritarianism, but demand it. Mm. Number 11, when, pe- when people who are dismissed as conspiracy theorists often are... Uh, 
people who are dismissed as conspiracy theorists are often well-researched and simply ahead of the mainstream narrative. Which was awesome. That was my that was my part. <clears throat> Number twelve. Most people value safety and security more than freedom and liberty, even if safety is merely an illusion. I thought that was good. It, it's true. It's like a comfort biases, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever's going to keep me comfortable. Uh, Thirteen. He, uh, hedonic. He, no hedonic. Uh, adaptation occurs in both directions. Once inertia sets in, it's difficult to get people back to normal. So, you're familiar with hedonic adaptation? I'm familiar with hedonism. Hedonic um, adaptation is the... Uh, it's basically like, if you get a raise, you're only happy for like a week, right? Because then you become accustomed to getting that amount of money, and now it's like normal, meh. And it's the same. It goes both ways. He's saying, you know, you can get people to, like, not leave their home, and then soon they're just, like, they're, they'll get used to it. Well, that's certainly true. Yeah. 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 Um, number 14, a significant percentage of people thoroughly enjoy being subjugated. <laughs> At this point, by the way, my wife, we were in the front row, so it was pretty cool. We got a chance to really kind of talk with him a little bit. But... uh when he, when he put this one on there, a significant portion of the population enjoy being subjugated. My wife made this face like, what in the world? That sounds insane. And he like laughed and pointed at her. He's like, you think it's crazy, but there are people out there who enjoy being subjugated, like being told what to do. And he said, I don't know if it's like they don't want to take responsibility for their actions or they'd rather just let other people handle stuff or what. But Number 15, the science has evolved into secular pseudo-religion for millions of people in the West. This religion has little to do with science itself. Scientism. That's right. Number 16, most people care more about looking uh, like they know what, or excuse me, most people, this is, most people care about looking like they are doing the right thing than actually doing the right thing. That's good stuff, right? Because maybe standing up to the people who well, are it, subjugating you, their children to wearing masks is the right thing to do, right? But Well, if you only care, if you think that, you know, there is no God and it only matters if you fool other people, then that's exactly what you would be focused on. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, number 17, politics, the media, science, and healthcare industries are all corrupt to varying degrees. Scientists and doctors can be bought just as easily as politicians. Number 18, if uh, you make people comfortable enough, they will not revolt. You can keep millions docile and strip as you strip their rights slowly by giving them money, food, and entertainment. And or see bread and circuses. Number 19, modern people are overly complacent and lack vigilance when it comes to defending their own freedoms from government overreach. And then number 20, it's easier to fool a person than to convince them that they have been fooled. I think he may have taken that from Mark Twain. Uh, I think he did too. <laughs> he actually meant, I think he mentioned Mark Twain too. So. Yeah. So, anyway, that's Zuby's 20 Things I Learned During the Pandemic. Uh, he's a pretty awesome dude and just a regular guy. 
very strong Christian and uh, a maxim. I'll say he is a maximizer. Every chance or every opportunity he's got to either uh, get his word out there or, or speak his mind, he does it. Like he takes every opportunity and and makes the most of it. So very cool guy. I'm yawning. Well, and it's late. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and this was a a business trip. Basically, he's going around the U.S. and and speaking, but mm-hmm. also just he kind of wants to check things out. So yeah, low it's key, cool. Yeah, low key. He's still looking for a place to live. It's, I think he's got narrowed down to Texas or Tennessee. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a moment too. That's another thing. I interface with him a lot more than anybody else at this place. Shocking, I know. Loudmouth me, but uh, like kids these days, like college age kids, they just sat there. <laughs> they just sat there, like almost frightened looking, like a majority of them. And then you know he asked for responses from the audience, and like people didn't respond. It was it was unfortunate, but anyway, he's like, this place seems fairly sane. Is it? As far as masks, there's no masks in this room right now, which is a thing of beauty. Is this pretty good? I was like, I was like, it's like Texas. He's like, okay, good, good. It's like Texas. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> it's like non-Austin, Texas. Although I guess Norman would be the closest thing to Austin. Right? It would, but uh, yeah. it's much more. But it's still not. Yeah. Yeah. Nowhere close. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Hopefully, the show gets out uh, sometime this week and. <laughs> Yeah, and if it doesn't, no big deal. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, until next time, watch the water. But as Andrew Hoffman says, watch the skies. Yeah, for chemtrails, and space is fake. Oh, by the way, you're like last week. You're like, oh, there is no Van Allen belt, Tim. <laughs> I've been telling you there's no moon landing for like eight years on this True. show. Like you are new True. to this whole thing. Yeah, I've been telling, but. Anyway, uh, yeah, so watch the skies and space is fake. Is that, is that it? Uh, well, that's, if, if you want to put my words of wisdom into my mouth, sure. <laughs> no, what are your words of wisdom for the, for the week? I forgot. My fault. No, I, I didn't have any specifically, but uh, yeah, I just remembered they can only... They can't really make minds and bodies. They can only, you know, do harm. Poison them. Only the creator makes minds and bodies. Yeah. But they try to poison them. All right. All right. Let's get out of here, man. Thanks for doing the show. Thank you. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-